Okay, good. We are live finally. Hey, how's it going, man? I haven't seen you in a long, long time. I wanted to uh, to have a, a, a get together with you again because I just came up on one year of this um, this channel being a excuse me real quickly here. This channel uh, just came up on a one year anniversary, and oh, you were I think my well, you're my first interview, but you were like my second or third show when I just decided to do this like on my own. Yeah, and um, and people kept asking me, "Why don't you get Tate on?" Of course, then you know you the a recent picture which we'll we'll get into later. Actually, everybody wanted to know what was going on, and and um, I, I I you don't I don't know. Do you do a lot of um, a lot of interviews because I mean, I know that you do a lot of videos and I know that you, you keep yourself out there and you're um, you're you're highly visible. It's what what I would call like certain like e-celebrity, I guess yeah. you're highly visible. Um, you put yourself out there. Um, I think pretty much everybody who knows you um, understands what you're about. But um, like, do you do other interviews with other people as well? I, don't do I, too many. I, mean, I, get, I, I get a lot of requests. I get mm. a whole bunch of requests, but you know, I don't, I really don't do too many. I guess I'm, I'm kind of known now for what I am, the, the internet pimp, you know, mm -hmm. and I get a lot of people who come along and want to ask me things, but there's very few I, I really speak to. There's been a couple I've done, but mm. a lot of people find my views and my themes, especially on females and the way I pay money, et cetera. They find them very mm. offensive. I don't right. know why. I don't know why what I do or what I've done or how I think is so offensive. And well, actually I do know why it's because it blows their minds and they don't want to hear it. Mm -hmm. That's what it yeah. is. But yeah, uh, a lot of the time I've tried to do, you know, interviews with people and I can just tell they're getting upset, you know, halfway mm -hmm. through. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Cause like every once in a while, like I, like I talk with you all the time on, on our Twitter DMS and stuff like yeah. that. And, you know, you and I've had sort of a, a friendship for a while now. And, um, so people will always come to me and ask, what, is, what was he thinking about that? I'm like, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, so every once in a while you, you have the, you have the capacity to surprise me because like uh, there was, there was some pictures you were putting up not too long ago of you and Paul Joseph Watson. And yeah. I had no idea that you like knew this guy or you were in any way like in tight with this guy enough to go and get like, you know, publicity shots with him. That was one. Yeah. And there were, who else was the other? There was some other guy. I think it might've been. Was it um was a was a one what I, I want to say it was like Ann Coulter, but it wasn't Ann Coulter, it was somebody else. Was, yeah, like I'm I'm uh I know exactly what you mean. I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm kinda I've ended up in the right wing kind of politics side of things, but to mm -hmm. be perfectly honest with you, mm -hmm. although my politics are my politics, I'm I'm kind of trying to step away from it in some regard. And the reason for that is because I don't see any fruitful end to just getting banned repeatedly. By, I mean, obviously, I know what I know, and I know what I believe, and I know this sounds like a pussy's way out, but if you speak the truth, you don't exist online for very long. Yeah, and, and eight, eight accounts in, it gets to a point where it's like, you know, <laughs> you, you know, like, yeah. do I really need to sit and repeat this shit? Like, I know. so I know Paul Joseph Watson very well. I, Alex Jones texted me this morning; he's trying mm -hmm. to get me on Infowars. So, like, it's it's kind of weird where I'm an internet pimp and I'm a mm -hmm. degenerate. But I'm also aligned with the right. They love which, you. It's I know. like, you know, like, yeah. where do I fit in? You know, mm -hmm. but I, I know all these guys and um, they, they really want me, I, I guess, because I'm a smooth talker. They like the idea of me being a lot more politically motivated. But I, mm -hmm. I, in many ways, I've given up on politics. I've, I've moved. I've left the West. I don't live here anymore. I mm -hmm. don't think me running my mouth on Twitter is going to fix anything. It just feels it feels to me kind of fruitless now. It's gotten to a point where I I scroll up and down the timeline and I see people saying, Oh, you know, I'm gonna fix the way, like I'm gonna fix this, and da -da, and it's just like, are you with Twitter? Really? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like you're just gonna get Twitter banned. activism. You're yeah. just gonna get banned. 
And no. like, look at AJ. Yeah. Ajax, a friend of mine. I know like there's been a split in the manosphere, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I'm a person. If I'm your friend, I'm your friend. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't take like, these sides and whatever. Right. But um, he's a friend of mine and he got banned. And what did he get banned for? For fucking insulting pedophiles. One tweet. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is the world we live yeah. in now. And, and that's why I put that in. I talked about that on Wednesday on my Wednesday show, and that was actually one of the first things I, I said is, uh, and and you probably know this better than than most because you've been banned so many times. But um, there's a storm coming, man. I mean, and especially with uh, with twenty uh, the twenty twenty election cycle, and yeah. you look at just how um, the mainstream media is yeah. cracking down on uh, messaging and narratives that they don't like. Yeah. And that's why that's why I put out that tweet. I said, you know what? Uh, you know, me and me and AJ have our differences, but that was in no way anything that should have got him banned. No, no, it's and, crazy. And certainly not a perma ban, too. You know, I mean, oh, okay, suspend him for like you know a couple of days, but like a perma ban for that. And then it was if anybody was wondering what it was about, go check out my show on Wednesday. I, I put the tweet up. I, I I don't have it convenient right now, but it's on that show. And essentially he said, Yeah, he came out against uh what was it? Was it Salon? I, f- I forget which uh which outlet it was yeah. it might have been so, somebody was saying to the effect that there had been research on pedophiles and that mm-hmm. they can't help themselves right like yeah. it's a it's a genetic thing or the you know the only the, there's nothing that can that can make them uh feel differently or whatever and then aj said something about like castration camp that's all he said yeah and that was enough to get him banned and, and that's and that's my exact point with it all mm-hmm. so it's kind of like you know is is it I mean, people come to me all the time inside of my war room. I've got my private members community and people mm-hmm. join. They say, I'm in the West and I'm worried about getting divorce raped and I'm worried about uh, the female imperative and I'm worried about the mm-hmm. left and I'm worried about this. What should I do? And I say, look, become anti-fragile, put money in a foreign bank account and get the ability to get the fuck out. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, but what else can I do? I'm like, nothing. What do you mean? What else yeah. can you do? Yeah. You're living in a country where if you get a woman pregnant by accident, your fucking life's over. You're living in a country where you can marry a woman and she can divorce you and completely destroy your life and turn your son into a fucking girl without your permission. Mm. And you want me to help you? What the fuck you want me to do? Like you, you got to have, you gotta have the ability to get the fuck out. And, 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 and that's the only thing there is. If I had a, an American wife, I'm a spiteful motherfucker. I'm going to say it now. Mm. I'm spiteful. So if I had an American wife and we were getting a divorce, I would set the house on fire before I'd give her a fucking thing. That's just who I am as a man. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you got to have the ability to pick your son up for, for his visit and get on a plane and get the fuck out of there. Because mm-hmm. th- you're living in a world where you don't stand a chance. The system is so rigged against you. To think you can even use the system to protect yourself in any regard is, is infantile. Mm-hmm. And when that's why people come to me and they go, what do, we, what do I do? I'm living in the West. I'm concerned about X, Y, Z. I'm like, look, you need a backup plan. And your backup plan is to get the fuck out. Right. Because it ain't getting better anytime soon. And there's mm-hmm. very little you can do against the weight of the system. And it, it's, we, I mean, we've discussed all these themes before. And we'll go into them again, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Everything from marriage to having kids to divorce Everything, the whole system is rigged against you and and they will destroy your life. They will destroy your life from head to toe and they don't give a shit how you feel. Yeah, that's it. That's that's it. I was going to say, that's a great, you know, tomorrow I'm doing a rule zero with the guys and that was actually going to be one of our topics, which is what's the alternative? What else is there? Right. Like how, like going forward, I've, I've been, I have been, um, very vocal about this new poly initiative, like this yep. new messaging that like guys should just basically uh, cut themselves and yep. be um, be happy with that or accept that or or find some kind of normalcy in in uh, in allowing their their woman to you know their, to go off and have sex with other guys, right? Um, or to open their marriage or whatever they they want to. Uh, there's euphemisms for it, right? It's it's uh, the uh, customizable relationship or alternative relationships. And it's like, no, that uh, what, what gets me is that it's, 
it's something that goes against our our evolutionary imperatives, right? I mean, for a guy, men want to know that they want paternity. We want a harem. We want to know. It's like we want that variety, but we want to know what's ours is ours because when uh, we're like that, because when we're wired like that, because we want to know that the child is ours. This is you want to call it the our primate brain, our lizard brain, whatever. Yeah. That's why guys get jealous. That's and so so we're listening to all of this shit right now about um about how we should just accept that and how we should just go with that and how we should live with that. And now I think we're starting to see, and like you're saying, um, there's this resistance, there's this pushback against that narrative. And, and unfortunately, you know, a guy like, like Ajax has one bad tweet or what, I don't even think he thought about it, to be honest with you. I think he just, he just thought, Oh, well, you know, he was just yeah, being witty right. or pithy. Right. And, yeah. and what had happened. And let me, I, I should also uh, put this into some context here is because of what happened on project Veritas, the uh, the uh, he the guy I forget the guy's name off the top of my head, but the guy had put out some video, some secret video that he had leaked to him from ABC about, or it was this this uh, I think she was a host or she was a news anchor. She was talking mm -hmm. about how ABC tried to bury that story and they wanted it to go away. Mm -hmm. And it was at that point when that came out, there was a sweep. It was Twitter, it was Google, it was YouTube, it was all of these these major platforms decided that they were going to ban you. Um, if you had said anything, like if you were saying something about pedo, if you were saying something about Epstein, if you're saying something about whatever, that was, yeah. that was enough to get you banned. And that's what I'm, that's why I keep talking about this storm that's coming because that's just a taste of it. I think once we get into the election cycle proper and you see these big, um, these big platforms exercising their real control over over you know your influence you know, that they, they are the ultimate influencers right now but it's like exactly what you're saying is that these are the guys that are promoting that or are pushing that agenda out there they control the world what can you do what they can, can they control do? the world they control the information people see mm. if you type something into google donald trump they control if it's good or bad they control the world from head to toe mm. and this is my point the, to try and resist against that I mean, it's different if you're like an older guy, you're established, you have a job, et cetera, et cetera, in America. But when young mm -hmm. guys come to me, like 22, 21, I'm like, you need to get the fuck out. I'm like, go mm -hmm. where? I'm like, go, oh, just go anywhere. And I know that seems like a bullshit answer, but mm -hmm. I can't think of another solution to it. Mm -hmm. Just to ta tap into this poly thing. I was discussing this with someone the other day. It was a girl, actually. Mm -hmm. Of course, it was a Western female because Eastern European females. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't, I, you know, it's funny. I didn't think we were going to talk about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of glad we are now. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was explaining to her that paternity has always been the most important thing in, in, in the, in, for the man. For men. Yeah. You know, the, the paternity is what it's all about. The reason that women can't be whores and men can be as promiscuous as we want is for paternity. Women get pregnant. We don't. Before paternity tests, the only insurance that you were the father was to have a virgin. This is why mm -hmm. throughout human history, virgins were so valued. That's why to this day in many cultures, virgins are still the only acceptable thing to marry because it mm -hmm. ensures paternity. You don't want to tie yourself and cuck yourself to raising some kid that ain't yours. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely normal behavior. So it's completely normal for a man. And I don't like the word jealous. People talk about men being jealous. Mm -hmm. Jealous is the idea of wanting something someone else has. I'm not a jealous person. I'm well, extremely I, territorial. Actually, actually that's, that would be envy. Jealousy is the is the suspicion that something is like not right with you. Okay. Like it, it's a okay. envy is is like saying I want what that guy yeah, has. Yeah, yeah. Jealousy is wanting to it's like mate guarding. Like it's, well, it's the, word, the word jealous. I use is territorial. Je oh, that's the word I okay, use. we can go there too. <laughs> it's territorial. That, that's my car, it's my woman, it's my house. You ain't touching none of them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, and that's a perfectly normal masculine stance. What's funny about all this is the whole poly thing. In my experience, if a woman loves you, she doesn't want to fuck anyone else. 
Right. I'm like, I, if I if I were to try and say to my my girl, you have to fuck a bunch of guys, she'd be like, what the fuck? No, 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 I don't want to. You're free to fuck guys. I don't want to. I don't want to. I, I she wouldn't want to. You know, like it, that, that's the crazy thing about this whole poly thing is that the idea that women want to sleep with lots of men. No, they don't. If they truly respect you and they love you, they I guarantee they don't right. want to fuck anyone else. Right. They really don't want to fuck right. anyone else. And poly is want to fuck everything that moves. And poly they don't. Is, and poly is an out. Gender roles. I was gonna say poly. This the idea of poly, the normalization, of, and it's it's like a cute little word, right? The normalization of it is now. I've written two, well, actually three articles about this right now. Poly is now a mating strategy for beta males. It's yep. for guys who say, you know what? I, I know I'm not the best you can do, but I need sexual access. So tell you what, ladies, I'll be your man. I'll be the good guy for you. You give me sexual access and you can go have sex with whoever you want. And you have your options open to optimize. That's really what the, what it, the underlying message of it is. You can go out and you can optimize your hypergamy with whoever you want. I'll be here babysitting and keeping the home fires going. And, and, and that's just all I have that sexual access. And I tell you what's interesting is there's a, there's a parallel to this in, in primates, right? That's exactly what beta male primates do like gorillas, yep. chimpanzees and bonobos. They there's, uh, women go for the uh, the women the female primates are part of a harem they're part of the alpha male harem yep. and when it, it when they go into estrus when it's time for them to to when they're pro, in their proliferative phase that's when they start pushing all these beta male guys off to the side and everything and then they want to go and they they seek out sex with the alpha male yep. and then when they're when they're out of that or when they're in pregnancy or whatever they give sexual access to beta males but only if they have something if they have resources if yep. they if they pick little nits off of them if they watch the kids right if they if they if they will ensure the safety of the uh, of their children their offspring so they give them sexual access when they are not in in estrus but they push them away when they are and i think that and people okay so that's a really loose way of describing what i see going on right now is we have a at least in western societies and in the in the country you're in right now um we we have this we have such a low estimation of masculinity we have devalued conventional masculinity we have devalued like the, even the idea just me saying alpha or beta male people just go i can't believe you saying that unironically like no, just me mentioning that. Just uh, we want to remove the word or the the letters M A N from the yeah. English language. So this builds and builds and builds. And so this, when I see Polly and when I see um, the customizable relationships, it's not about it's not about um, you know uh, our our promiscuous nature. You know, human beings are promiscuous. Men are promiscuous, and women are promiscuous too. But we do we have different mating strategies, and we have different goals in mind when we for those mating strategies. But to say that you know that this is a this is a healthy way to raise kids this is the, this is how we're going to go no it's a mating strategy it's a mating strategy for women too because they go okay well i got to settle for some guy but wouldn't it be great if i could still have the options to go get with the hot alpha that i once got with before i wish i could still do that and still have this guy here because women right now don't look for a guy who is the best of both of those they're not looking for the guy who's the provider and the guy who's the alpha male there's two different guys there's a guy for each one of those roles yeah. if they find that guy Hey, great. But I don't even think today they're even really looking for that. So what's the, what's the, um, what's the solution? What's, what's a workable arrangement for people to, you know, to come together in a relationship, whatever, have kids, uh, you know, have a family and stuff that this poly thing looks like a, a, a solution. But the problem is, is exactly what you just said a minute ago is that there's that jealousy thing. And that's part of men's nature. It's part of that paternity. Absolutely. It should instinct. be. 
Yeah. I mean, absolutely it should be. And, and, and this girl was trying to say to me, I'm a hypocrite because I have lots of girlfriends and that it should be the same the other way around because this is part of the gender mm-hmm. imperative that men and females are, are the same. And I said, no, that's absolutely not true. Blanks every king, every sultan, every knight of history had ma- had maidens mm-hmm. and mistresses and a wife. This has mm-hmm. been the normal, the normal, the absolutely normal path of human nature is that alpha males have all the women. And mm-hmm. just like we just discussed with the, with the, with the primates, a man mm-hmm. has uh, the, at the top has unlimited sexual choice. And the other men struggle for sexual choice. This is the natural reality of the human condition. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it's always going to fucking be. Yeah, and I the idea that. that women can do it too is completely inane because females right. get pregnant and the new age pill and all this shit that's come along new age that somehow can prevent a female from getting pregnant when she has sex doesn't change the, bi- the biological realities of human nature. Right. You know, exactly. and, and, and women know this. Women mm-hmm. know this. I've had women say to me, well, I know because of the kind of guy you are, I know you'll never be They've literally said to me, I know you're too big of a fucking G to sit around mm-hmm. here and watch TV with me all night. They've said mm-hmm. it. And, and, and they still stay with me. And they'll say, I know what you're doing, but I just don't want to hear about it. Because yeah, you're you still high value. Women aren't that stupid. They know mm-hmm. the fucking game. Mm-hmm. You know? And even their hindbrain understands that as well. Yeah, I was just going to say, I've got, I've, I'm about like halfway through. Let's see if you can see. I'm about halfway through Hector Garcia's Alpha God. And this is exactly what you're talking about right here. It's as far like I'm everybody knows I'm writing my fourth book right now, which is basically the red pill and religion. And as a result of that, I'm like sort of digging into uh, cultural narratives, religious narratives. And this shit goes back all the way to, you know, ancient Greece and like beyond that. And exactly what you were just saying a minute ago is powerful men always cordon off a harem. They always have a harem. Yep. And so whether that's the patriarchs of the Old Testament or it's like uh, Gilgamesh or it's what, you know, all these people, all these, you know, great, what we would consider like uh, alpha males of history have all done the same things. Even in our hunter gatherer tribes, even hunter gatherer tribes that still exist today, the chief always c- cordons off all the women mm-hmm. for himself. Yep. And it wants to like, that's why when you look at like, uh, let's say what was a uh, dynastic China right now, there was the forbidden city and it was guarded by eunuchs. Well, we got to cut off those guards dicks because mm-hmm. we don't want them breeding with the, with the harem in there. So that is, that is the ultimate goal for guys is unlimited access to unlimited sexuality, but also to know that the reproductive efforts that he's putting into that are his that yeah. he's not taking care of somebody else. Like he's not taking somebody's uh, genetics and pushing them on into the next generation. Yeah. Because and that's why you're jealous. There. Yeah. I want to stop you there really quickly. Okay. But I, I, Cause I've said this before and everyone thinks I'm the worst man in the world. Mm-hmm. I have absolutely zero interest in a child. That's not mine. That's the truth. If someone goes, Oh, what if you couldn't have kids? Would you adopt truthfully? No, I have zero interest. I, I, what's the fucking point? Like, I, I know that sounds crazy. There's orphans and whatever, whatever. I have less than zero interest in a child that's not mine. I can't explain how much I won't care. And if that makes me a bad person, so be it. This is just the reality of who I am. I, I just won't give a fuck. It ain't mine. Have you put that out there on the internet? And what was the response when you did that? People did you lost say their that? fucking that? minds. Mm-hmm. People were like, whoa, what kind of man are you? What kind of person? You're not grown up. You're not real man. You're not this. You're not that. And I'm like, well, you know, you can call me whatever you want, but I understand that. I'm proud of who I am and I'm proud that I'm Andrew Tate and I want my genetics to be passed on. I want to give them all my energy and time. I don't want to pass my energy and time to other genetics. Why would mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. in fact, we, I know we shouldn't look at animals purely from an evolutionary, mm-hmm. we shouldn't look at humans purely from an evolutionary animal standpoint, but there are two sides to humanity. There's the evolutionary standpoint of how we've evolved as animals and there's the mm-hmm. societal standpoint. Mm-hmm. But if you look at us, look at what a lion does. A lion will turn up, get a chick and kill the cubs that ain't his. He doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ain't his. 
You know, like, so you think I'm not saying you go that far, but I'm certainly not sitting there fucking changing diapers for something. I'll I'll tell you another thing is uh, that's another part that that's above this book is uh, infanticide is across the animal kingdom. Right. If a new alpha comes into uh, into a troop or into a pride of lions like you're talking about. Yeah. The new alpha male will go and kill the offspring of the of his rival alpha males. Right. Human beings have actually something pretty close to that. Although we're not killing them, we, we express this and manifest this in other ways, but I'll tell you what, what's will really bake your brain here is that the act of doing so killing those, those, uh, the offspring, the, uh, the prior offspring sends the females into estrus. They want to have sex right after that with the guy who, with the, the, with the murderer, uh, that kind yeah, the murderer, and I, you know, it's I. People kept hitting me up about um, what is it, hybristophilia? Like, why do women want to go and get with guys who are like convicted killers yeah. in prison right now? And we want to make it into a, a societally, we want to turn it into like a, a, a per, like a, a psychological disorder. So we give it a name like hybristophilia, but only women do it. Yeah. Only women are the ones are that are you know creating fan clubs for convicted killers in prison right now. So if you want to call it like a uh, some sort of social disorder or some psychological disorder, okay, tell me how you're going to do that. But the fact still remains that it's only women that are doing that. And why is that? Why do they have such a fascination with violence? Why do they have such a fascination with a guy who has the capacity to take another person's life? Yep. Well, maybe it has something to do with the fact that, well, that they, get, the they get off on the guy that goes and kills off all their babies. And that was the bottom line of masculinity since the dawn of time. Like before you had sports cars and bank accounts and fucking social media and Instagram likes and all this bullshit. What was the bottom line of masculinity? Well, he was he whooped ass. Mm-hmm. The, that was the bottom line of masculinity. Like that's evolutionarily hard. Demonstration of higher value. Yeah. DHV was the ability to beat someone's ass. That's it. I can whoop mm-hmm. his ass. And I killed those three. And now you're mine. Mm-hmm. Boom. You know, and 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 that that's the bottom line of masculinity, and mm-hmm. and all these imperatives that are being forced by the West are are basically. I mean, we could go into this forever, but it's an it's an attempt to feminize men because so you have to feminize men for them to accept the society they now live under in the West. Mm-hmm. If the oh, men yeah. if the men of Russia were forced to live under the society that the men live under here in the West, it'd be fucking riots. You think a Russian man's going to sit there and pay alimony to his ex wife so she can fucking have enough gas money to drive over and suck a new dick? You think he's going to sit there and go, I better pay. (laughs) You think he's going to do that shit? No fucking way. Just like I wouldn't. Viv Viv says to me all the time, or or any of the chicks, they say to me all the time, I don't know what would happen if we split up, but I know for sure you wouldn't be giving me money to fucking. I was like, yeah, like, I don't know what planet these chicks are on. I'll divorce him and I'll take this. I'll take, I will set it all on fire and I will go to jail for the rest of my fucking human life before (laughs) I give you a penny. Because I'm not a stu- I'm not a pussy. That that's the reality. But most of these men are such pussies. Oh, the court said, "Fuck the court and fuck mm-hmm. you." I'm out of here. You know, like it's it's just we they have to feminize the men. Otherwise, they're not to accept, accept this bullshit. They're they're and, easily and then they're, they're more easily them, ruled. Yeah, they're more they're more easily ruled. They're more way. easily ruled. Mm-hmm. And then they, and then their their sexual market value is so low, they end up picking up some single mother with eight kids and playing second daddy. That was where I was. That's, bullshit, where I was, that's where I was going to go right? next. That's where I was going to go next with that because you are you're just saying you know you don't want to invest in children that are not your own. And nope. I think right now in Western culture, uh, a part also of this you know it's really a war on paternity. It's really this social engineering program to teach um, to teach men to give up that jealousy. They, in fact, we what we want to we characterize that jealousy as toxic masculinity. Well, guess what? Guys are going to feel that. 
And they're not going to know why they feel that, but it's a genetic evolved imperative for them to want to make guard for want for them to want to be on top of what, you know, their own, their own efforts and their own, their own genetic legacy being pushed forward. They can't describe it. They can't put it into words. They can't articulate it, but that's what they feel. And so when we get guys who are saying like, Oh, well, you know, um, you know, Polly is not for everybody. You know, we have to condition ourselves to, uh, to, you know, repress that jealousy instinct. And it's like, why? well, that's there for why? a reason. Yeah. Why? Why? It's why? like, it's like a hundred thousand years of evolution that puts why that man, in why there. Why would a man protect a woman if he's not jealous? Yeah. Yeah. Why like, would a man even protect her? You know, I'll like, tell we're, you. We're evolved to be this way so we can protect, so we'll risk our life to keep her alive. Mm -hmm. This is the basis of humanity. They're trying to reprogram the basis of humanity. And what's, what's amazing to me is that they're fucking successful on some level. There's, there's resistance, but there's still a whole bunch of fucking dorks sitting there going, oh, well, oh okay. It's insanity. Sounds like, like good. beta males who will go, if I do this, do I get laid? Because beta mm -hmm. males will do anything to get laid. They'll do mm -hmm. anything to get laid. And, and that's the crazy thing about it. And this is one of the things I teach. And when people come to me and go, what do I have to do to get laid? And I'm like, very little. Like, I don't do shit. To get laid, like, and, and this is actually play. one of the problems it's, I have. It's, it's part of your personality. That's why for these guys, it's not part of their personality. They haven't like one of the things I've always said, and I, I know you're reading my book right now. But one thing I say in that book is that you need to internalize this. It needs to be part of your personality. And I think for you, because the way you were raised, I would say it's probably because your father raised you to be yeah. the way you are, as, uh, from what I know of you. Yeah. Um, it is who you are it's yeah. your you're naturally repel you are naturally that way because it and anything that's outside of that seems like what the fuck are you talking about how is this, this is not obvious to you yeah this is it guys come to me and they go well how should i act like like when, when i've got act. guys who i train act. Like, how should I act? and i say act. why are you acting be you're like no. you have to <laughs> act a certain way when a woman disrespects you if a woman disrespects me i haven't got to act shit because i'm pissed off for real i'll, I'll mm -hmm. never talk to her again for real like there's no act. Like when mm -hmm. you talk to me like I'm a dickhead, fine. I'll never reply to you again. And then she'll then she'll, then she'll lose her mind because she she's never had a guy ignore her. Mm -hmm. You know, but to me it's not an act. They're coming along. What do I do here? What do I do there? You need to become the kind of person who doesn't take disrespect from females. Why are you going to take disrespect from people? Why mm -hmm. are you going to have a woman live in your house and if someone breaks into the house, you have to go downstairs and face face an attacker who could have a fucking machine gun. You have to go down there as a man to protect her. But when you ask her for a cup of coffee, she's going to give you attitude. Mm -hmm. And you're going to accept that shit. You're going to sit there and go, oh, well, you know, she's had a long day. I don't give a fuck how long your day is. Mm -hmm. I asked for coffee. I pay for this house. I'll yep. risk my life to keep you alive. If you don't want to make me a cup of coffee, that's perfectly fine. Pack a fucking bag. Mm -hmm. Get out. And, and, people, and people go, you're, you're crazy. You're out of your mind. I've had girls. I've had that exact situation happen to me. And girls go to me, you're fucking crazy. You're crazy. I'm like, bitch, get the fuck out. You're mm -hmm. crazy. You're, you're the most crazy. And they'll leave. And then they'll be texting me for fucking months. The crazy mm. man. Then they want the crazy man back. Then they want the crazy back. Yeah. yeah. I'll, make oh. I'll make the coffee. I'll make the coffee. I'm sorry. I just didn't like the way you said it. Your tone. Bitch, I talk to you any tone I fucking want to my house. Mm. And that's not an act. It's not about being an act. It's just who I am as a person. I'm not a mean person. I'm a nice guy. But there's yeah. boundaries and limits. And I have my view of the world. And you comply to my view of the world or you get replaced. I think that's really sort that. of like that throws off a lot of guys because a lot of guys, particularly in the, I would say in the last like three to four generations, because at least in Western culture, they have been feminized and have been brought up in a feminine primary social order that convinces them that they have to be 
in touch with their feminine side. They have to like, it's, it's bad for you to, to be masculine. It's like, it's what I call gender loathing. It's for these guys. And so you've got these guys and people wonder why there's this generation of lost boys that are coming to like, to me, to you, to Jordan Peterson, to who, you know, anybody else. Why, why is there such a, a mass of these guys? And why isn't it obvious? Like for you, because of the way you were raised, because of who you are, you've already internalized this stuff. And yeah. so like one of the, one of the things I run into, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking with guys or I'm, you know, uh, like if I'm, if I'm interacting with them, like say my comments on my blog or something, um, guys will say, how is, how was this a question? How are these guys don't even see this? Don't these guys know? And women will ask me too. They'll say, don't these guys know that they're being pussies? Don't they know that they're, and it's like, no. They really don't because they've never had that education. It's never become part of who they are. Yeah. And so like when people tell me, like they'll say, well, I, I really pity Rolo because, you know, he's married and he has to game his wife all the time. And it's like, no, I don't game my wife. I am the game. I understand that yeah. it's, it's, it's taken root. It's part of my reflexive personality to yeah. pass a shit test to do. I, I don't sit there and like go back to my book and go, what did I write about that? Exactly. It's who you are. Yeah, and, and, and that's the thing, it has to become who you are. Because if it's not who you are, you can only fake for so long until someone calls your bluff and you get checked. Right. If you fake that you don't give a shit and then she walks out the door and you actually give a shit, game's up. And yeah, it doesn't matter how good you are with women. I've had women who I've told to fuck off and they've never texted me again and I've lost them. Mm. You gotta be prepared to lose to win. Yep. That's you know, like I, I use chess a lot because I'm a chess player. Plates. Yep. An analogy. Mm-hmm. I've had loads of guys come to me and they tell me their sob story by email. And they're like, what should I do? I'm like, leave her. Like, oh, but I love her. I was like, in the situation you're in, the only chance you have of victory is such a, it's like a queen sacrifice in chess. Maybe it'll all go wrong. Maybe it'll all go right. But if you don't do the queen sacrifice, you're going to sit there and it's going to be ground down and slowly pressured down and lose the game. You're going to lose the game and time's running out. So you better do something drastic now. She's talking to you like a dickhead, walk out the fucking door. Maybe you can shock her into compliance. But if you don't shock her into compliance, then it was, it was always over. If you leaving is not enough to make her talk to you nicely, how long is she going to sit there until she sucks a new dick? Right. Like, it, it, are those few weeks really that much more important? Like, but people just ain't got the balls. They're not prepared to, to take the risk. I've, I've lost loads of girls doing that shit. But the mm-hmm. ones who stick around are absolutely and utterly compliant. And, and that's how you got to be. And this is another reason why I talk about how important it is to have numbers as a guy. Lots of guys are like, well, what if I just want one girlfriend? I was like, if you want one girlfriend, you better go fuck 20 chicks. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to end up with one good girlfriend. The world we live in now like, I'm, I'm not saying you can't train any girl, but I'm saying some blueprints are better than others. So right. you need to go out there and you got to run the game a bit to find one that isn't a complete mess to begin with. Like, you're going to pick something. If you're going to fall in love with the first girl you bang, she might have a whole host of issues. Why are you dealing with that shit for? You know, yeah. like you want to build a race car. You want to start with a Ferrari. You don't want to start with a fucking pedal bike. It's mm-hmm. the point. So yeah, like, yeah. also having the game and being able to have access to lots of females is ultra important, even if you have the, the goal of being the trad con, one man, one woman, even if that's your goal, you still need to have access to a whole bunch of chicks or you're not going to have a good selection. Mm-hmm. This is the world we live in now. So yeah. I've had guys email me and say, I don't want to be a player, Tate. I want to be a good man. I'm like, well, you better be a player first. Mm-hmm. You better be a player first. Otherwise, you're going to struggle. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna double down on the first chick you bang. Yeah, That's, that's, a, that's a big mistake. I get that a lot too, is um, when people, one of the things that, especially now I see this um, and I saw this about 
like 2015 as well. But there, it's almost like the manosphere goes in cycles right now. And so right now, right before an election cycle, the the idea of like being uh, traditional or being, um, you know, I'm, I want to be a monogamous guy. I want to be a stand up dude. I want to have, you know, I, I just want to have one wife and I have a you know, dog in the yard and three kids and, and a wife that really loves me and wants to have sex with me. And that's it. And anything else is degenerate. Like what gets me and I was, I wanted, I, I've got a list of questions here, but what gets me about the, what it is that you do? Like, I know what you do for a living, but I also know that you have, like, you're at the war room right now, right? You're, yeah. you're talking to guys who want to live better lives. They want to do something more with their lives than just whatever it is that they're doing. Um, I think it's fascinating to me that for guys who will come to me and they'll say, well, Rollo, he just talks about hypergamy. Or he just talks about like spinning plates or any of that kind of stuff. You just described exactly what I wrote in my first book about spinning plates is you need to be non-exclusive so that you can get experience with women. So maybe like I was like, you were just saying a minute ago is you go through, you know, you, you get a notch count up to, you know, 20 or 30. And at least then you can understand the nature of women and you understand how it works. And, and then maybe you get one, yeah. you know, and, and you have some options in my PhD course on carpetate.com. One of the mm -hmm. elements, one of the lessons in the PhD course is how to tell if she's a good girl or not. So I have a very specific test you can run on the female you're seeing. And I won't give it away because people need to buy it. But there's a very specific test you can run on a female to see if she's a quality female, a quality candidate to make into a girlfriend or not. It's a very okay. specific mm -hmm. test. And I've said this test has never failed me. I'm not a man who lies, Rollo. I saw on my father's mm -hmm. grave, I don't lie. I fucked maybe about 500 girls. Last mm -hmm. time I counted, it was like 400 and something. It's ridiculous. It's a huge number. Mm -hmm. It's a huge number. And this test has never once failed me. If they pass it, they're a good candidate. If they fail, they're not. This is the reality of this test. And that's why if you're only going to have one girl and you're going to double down on it and you haven't even tested her, you could have a, you could have a bad apple to begin with. And, and why, why put yourself through all that stress? Why put yourself through all that problems when you can just find a better candidate to begin with? Mm -hmm. and, and, and that's the ruthlessness of the game. Females are absolutely ruthless in their mating strategies. Yeah. So why are you not going to be ruthless to make sure you get the best for you? And if that means you have to seek a whole bunch of girls to find one who's compliant and submissive, then do so. You have to look after yourself. If you're thinking, oh, that's the bad thing to do. What do women do? You think women aren't ruthless with their selection processes? You can be the best man in the world, but if you ain't tall enough, she still thinks you're a bitch. That's right. how women think. That's how women can be that ruthless with the, with the way they are. So, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have to fight fire with fire and you have to be absolutely and utterly self-interested. Self-interested. The more selfish you are, the happier she's going to be. And, and this, is, this, this, is, this is what blows people's minds. You have to be a one-way tra train on a track to take town and they either get on board or they go find another train. They mm -hmm. can't be bending and complying because that's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work in any realm. You have mm -hmm. to just be absolutely, this is who I am. If you don't like it, leave. And I've said that plenty of times. And I've had plenty of girls leave and I've had plenty of girls stay. I've had girls change from veganism to full-on meat-eating because I refuse to have a vegan in my house. <laughs> I, I, literally that wow. level. I'll be yeah. like, I want a steak. Cook me a steak. I won't cook a steak. Yep. You're cooking it because it's my house. You're doing as I say. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll leave it. Go then. I'll tell you what's and interesting. Cooking steak and eating it. Like you can you can mm -hmm. bend reality that much if you just you're adamant. I just want to say one more thing quickly. I'll yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Guys, the war room guys last night, we were talking about all this kind of stuff. They were talking about frame, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were doing a inside the war room, we have different sections, but we we're doing a, a PhD mindset. And I was explaining how in, in the world we live in today, very few things men say are said adamantly. We live in a world where men say things, but they don't say them adamantly. They don't say them and they don't mean them. Mm -hmm. So when you say things you mean it, in, the, in the current world we live in, it almost makes you a hypnotist because a beautiful woman's never had that. 
A beautiful woman's never had a man say something to her and mean her, mean it. So one of the guys go, can you give me an example? And this is one of the examples I give. One of my girlfriends hated one of my other girlfriends. I had these two girls. I was sleeping with them both. One of the girls hated the chick. I hate her. She's a bitch. She's a bimbo. She's always writing this on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And I sat there and I said, the only reason you talk about her all the time and watch all her stories and you're obsessed with her is because you want to fuck her. <laughs> She's like, what? No, I don't. I hate that bitch. I was like, look, all you do is talk about her. All you do is watch her stories. You're obsessed with her. You want to fuck her. You don't even know it. You think I don't know the game? I know when you're, I know, I know you want to fuck her. I've seen this a million times before. You're obsessed with her. And I said it so adamantly. I mean, a couple of weeks, I repeated it. Every time she insulted the girl, I was like, you want to fuck her. You're desperate. You know, I know, I, I know she's what you think about. And I, it's like a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. I said it so adamantly when I was fucking them both a month later, I almost burst out laughing. <laughs> I, knew, I knew this shit was going to happen. Uh-huh. It's like, because you just adamantly state and, and women, if you can adamantly state things and, and stick to your guns, you can become a, you can become a fucking magician because they never had that before in their lives. They never had a man come along and say, no, this, this, this. Yep. And, and what can they do? They can either leave or comply. Some will leave. Some will comply. It's as simple as that. And, and people say to me, Tate's lying. How does he have all these girls? How they're not loyal to him. They must be cheating. Blah, blah, blah. Like they're really not. I'm not a fucking liar. None of my girls are fucking any other dude. They're all with me. They all know I cheat because the ones who weren't compliant, the ones who wouldn't play the game got, got kicked out long ago. So it's just the way it is. Like, and, and if you don't believe me, that's completely up to you. But the fact they're all making me millions of dollars might be proof enough. Yeah. What the, what the fuck more do you want? But that's my point. Men don't say anything adamantly. They don't even stick to our guns anymore. And if you do that, you can become a magician in the modern world. Yes. I, really I, not that complicated. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I, yeah, that's, that's, that's great that you say that because like, I, I don't think a lot of women in particularly in Western culture have that experience where they're dealing with a guy like in some way they've got to be invested in that guy because you can be adamant. And if that woman is not in any way, if she hasn't, if she's not beholden to you, if she's not into you or whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. You just sound like a, a, you know, a guy who's just sort of like petulant. You're like, Oh, yeah. you're whining. But if she is into you, if she has an, a, an emotional or physical investment into you, very few women have that experience of the guy that says, look, here's how it is. This is, you know, this is how it's going to work out. And then have a guy that actually means that and actually backs that up. So like when I'm talking to guys and they're, they'll, they'll hit me up and they'll say, well, you know, I, uh, I'll be listening to like Rich Cooper's channel. And it's like always the same, uh, he does this one show on Mondays called before the train wreck. And it's Mm -hmm. always the same phone call. It's like, should I take her back? Should I go back to her? Should I, uh, um, I, 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 you know, she's the only thing I got going. She's a single mother. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's, it's coming from a position of scarcity. And you know what? The, the unconscious dynamic between you and that person is she does not need you as much as you need her. Absolutely. And you can't get away with, with being adamant unless she needs you more than you need her. No, and so is, when you put that down and they want, and that's the direction they want to be directed. They want command presence. That's exactly what you're just talking about is command presence. Police officers use this all the time. Yeah. It's like, they are the one like they, you know, being a police officer, I think we're sort of training this out of society right now, but I think up until recently um, there is a, it's a concept that's used in law enforcement called command presence. And so if you are a police officer and they see you in the uniform, there's this precise, it's in the military as well. Yep. They see you in that position. There is an implied authority that goes with that position that people yep. automatically acknowledge. And that presence needs to be something that you live because the moment you let that down, the moment you stop that, the moment you stop telling a woman, no, 
just even something as simple like what you're saying right there is like yeah i, I get it you know you're gonna uh, you can hypnotize them or whatever you, you as long as you're forceful about it but no women simply today don't get told no yep. by men who actually mean no no you can't do that yep. no i don't want you to do that no it, you you know what you can go off on your girls night out and then when you come back all your shit will be on the on the curb yeah you know? and right. so yeah, I, 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 hundred percent. Are you familiar with the the idea of command presence? I've I've heard of it before, and mm-hmm. I guess you know what's funny. Someone said to me yesterday the same thing you said to me. They're like, "Yeah, but Tate, you do all this without thinking," and I'm like, "Yeah, this is just how I've always been. It's almost mm-hmm. like it's how I've, I've always been." It's funny you just said about the girls' night out. I remember a conversation I was having with a girl maybe five or six years ago. She was my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and we're watching some show, and there's some bitch went on some Hindu before she got married, running around with her girls. So mm-hmm. I ever got married which probably won't happen. But if I ever got married, if my girl thinks she's going to run off with a bunch of hoes to another country to be a hoe for a night, like no way. She's like, what do you mean? No way. I was like, what do you mean? What do I fucking mean? I'll end the marriage right then and there. You ain't doing that dumb shit. You know, like it's almost like, and, and another thing is this leads me on to something else. I put on Twitter on one of my band accounts that went viral and everyone lost their minds. I said, mm. if your woman has a celebrity crush, she doesn't respect you. Mm. Yeah, I remember that one. Everybody lost their mind. Yep. yep. Who do I get my free pass with? The dudes were sticking up for their girl. Like, he's Mm. hot. Like, I was like, like, on what planet are you? Like, if your woman's truly obsessed with you and truly in love with you, there's no man on earth she wants to fuck. It doesn't matter if he's Mm -hmm. famous or not. My my girl's inbox, her Instagram's on my phone. She gets Mm -hmm. three or four blue checkmark inboxes from football players, NFL players a day. And she just ignores them. She's completely uninterested. They're richer than me. They They may be bigger than me. They may be, well, no one's stronger than me, but you know, you know, I mean, they're, 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 they're dudes, they're real people, you right. know? And, and she's just like, no, you're, you're in the one I love that to, to me, the, the, the smell of another man makes me feel sick. Yeah. That's like, a- and that's true love. That's the, that's a true frame for a female. People say females aren't loyal. And I say, well, they can be loyal. If, if you're really, really the one she believes the is the best for her, too, they're the most yeah. loyal people on earth. Mm-hmm. It's, they're only the opposite when they don't believe that mm-hmm. that's the reality of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You should say that. Cause I was, um, what was, I was talking to, it was, it was similar to what you were saying about how, um, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a solid, stable, healthy relationship where there's respect for you, that's not even going to be an issue. So when guys come up to me and they say like, this is a common question I'll get from guys. Like, My girlfriend wants to go on a girl's night out, or she wants to go with her girlfriends off to, um, to Las Vegas, for the weekend with her girlfriend, you know, a girl's getaway or some shit like that. And I go, I, and so he, the, the, the whole, the, the conflict, like the inner conflict that these guys have yeah. is that they don't know if they should say yes, or they should say no, or is, would it be more alpha to say yes, or would it be some more alpha to say no? And I said, the, the question, that's not the question you need to be asking yourself. Why is she asking this in the first place? Why is this, this even an issue? Why does she even think that this is a good idea to yeah. go off and do that? And now, here's what, what happens is when you say stuff like that and when you tweet stuff out, this is the most common response. Women will say, well, imagine being you so insecure in your masculinity yeah, 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 yeah. that uh, that you wouldn't let your girl go off on a girl's night out or yeah. you wouldn't let her you, you know, you wouldn't let her go and indulge in a fantasy of a celebrity that she'll never get with, you know, yeah. but you're so insecure in your masculinity that and it's always this a que- it, you always notice that it's not anything else. It's not you're you're insecure about this or this or this. It's always you're insecure in your masculinity. Because yeah. that's always the attack angle. It's always yeah. to attack men's sexuality. That's well, why women. Well, a real man up. lets his woman fuck everyone, doesn't he? That's what a real man mm-hmm. does. Yeah, and so you can, and uh, I, and I got into it, and getting back to the poly thing, I got into it with uh, uh, Jeff Miller, uh, Doctor Jeff Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, I call him Doctor Giggity. 
Um, he's the guy that is, and I like Jeff. I, I really wish I had a better relationship with him, but it's like, I think I call him to the carpet and I ask him the tough questions that he doesn't really want to answer, but he's very, uh, he's a very vocal opponent or a vocal proponent. I should say of the poly lifestyle because he's in a poly relationship with his, I guess his wife, uh, Dr. Uh, what's her name? Diana Flashman. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're very open about this and they're trying to popularize this and they're trying to make it something that's a little bit more normalized. And I said, and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, how do you get past that jealousy part? First of all, why is, why does your, why does your woman want to do that in the first place? And then second of all, how do you get past this evolved jealousy side? And he says, well, you have to find a way to eroticize it. You have to find some way to get off on the fact that you're off of on the jealousy, right? To feel jealousy is some way to uh, to to repress that that bad bad jealousy. Like jealousy is a bad thing; you shouldn't feel it. Mm -hmm. And so, how do we get over that? Well, we 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 get turned on by it, and and you know we see cuckold porn or whatever else that's going on. But what I think is interesting is that the the fact that we are finding ways to condition ourselves to fit into this this thought paradigm, this thought paradigm, this way of thinking, as opposed to going with what our gut instinct is, which is, which is jealousy, which is, uh, at least a, a degree of possessiveness, a mate guarding to, um, to say, you know, I, I'm interested, like you're saying, I'm interested in my own paternity. I don't want to, I don't want to deal with, uh, another man's progeny. I'm only interested in what I want to do here. And if, if that's what you, you expect from me, then you, you need to go find some other guy that's going to do that. Women yeah. right now, what will, what they'll say is like, if I bring that up, if I say I would not ever, I would not marry, I would not date. I would not get involved with a single mother. Why? Well, because I am essentially signing up for my own cuckoldry. And if you if you if you view cuckoldry as taking the parental uh, investment responsibilities of another man's child on yourself, whether it's whether it's deceptive or whether it's right up front and we normalize it and saying, oh, these guys, they're not the stepfathers. They're the father that stepped up. We can normalize it in society and we can find ways to repress the, those natural instincts. Like mm -hmm. the natural instinct is my own paternity, right? Just like you're saying. And so it's, it's odd to you because you've internalized this, but there's guys who will go to great lengths to convince themselves that they are more masculine or that they're better men yeah. because they're cuckolding themselves because they'll oh, i'm i'm more you know secure in my masculinity because i let another dude rail my wife right yeah it's bullshit That's i mean and the single mother thing is one thing about i guess the red pill space that kind of annoyed me i saw a bunch of people hailing running in on single mothers and my my argument mm -hmm. was well why are you fucking them yeah. like if, if you're like mm -hmm. that's the truth like if you're such a fucking big bad g which you're talking about mm -hmm. then why are you fucking single mothers at all we will come to me and go oh what should i do about single mothers it's like don't fuck them fuck, mm -hmm. fuck, fuck a 19 year old beauty queen Mm -hmm. A lot of guys, a lot of guys, will, a lot of, a lot of dudes will say that like, well, um, you, you should just fuck them and you shouldn't get involved with them. Right. It's like, why get involved? Why, why even have sex with them? Why even do that? And the reason for that is because that's easy. It's low hanging fruit. It's easier for them to do that. It's the path of least resistance. It's much more difficult to run game and to get with the 19 year old beauty queen, like you're saying, than it is to get with a woman who is predisposed to finding a new father, trying to find some way to settle down. Yeah. Right. To find say you might be having sex with that person. But again, and then what else do you run into? You also run into the fact that that kid is always going to supersede you no matter what, even if you're just having sex with that, that single yeah. mother and you're like, oh, we're just having no strings attached sex. That kid still comes before you. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's the way it should be. But 
here's the thing is you are never going to, you never going to have anything in the long term. So if you want to make her a plate and then she's gone, okay, I get that. But why are you doing that in the first place? That's another thing is like guys don't, they never ask themselves, why does, why does this a good idea? Why is my girlfriend asking me to go on a girl's night out? Why is she asking me for my, you know what my girls want to do? My girls are completely uninterested in any of the shit that my money can buy. All my girls want to do is, is try and get me to sit at home and watch bullshit TV next to them. Mm-hmm. All they say, can't we just stay home today? Can't sure. yeah. my time. They don't want to go Vegas with the girls. They don't want to go out. They don't want to fucking go anywhere expensive. People go, your girls are with you for money. I'm like, my girls are the cheapest thing I can possibly do. I turn mm-hmm. off, I got a home cooked meal and they just want to sit next to me while I ignore them and sit on my phone and tweet and bang them at the end of it all. That's, that's mm-hmm. all they, that's all a woman when she's truly in love with a man wants to do. Stay at home with that man. If she starts saying, oh, I want to do this. I'm bored. Let's go here. Let's do that. We need more excitement. All of those are red flags because mm-hmm. if she truly loves you. You being in the room is exciting. Yeah. And, and that is enough. And they don't want, they don't want to go Vegas. When, when guys come to me with a similar situation, my girl wants to go Vegas, Vegas, what should I do? I say, well, you tell her girls with boyfriends don't go to Vegas. So you either go to Vegas single or you stay here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and if and if she decides to go anyway to call your bluff, you have to be man enough to make sure you fucking stick to your guns and not be a little pussy. Because if you allow her to go and you stay with her, you've just told her she can do whatever the fuck she wants and she's going to have you anyway, which includes mm-hmm. sucking dick. And then you're going to end up cheating on you. And then you're going to email me again. Well, you're setting the paradigm. Mm-hmm. You're setting the paradigm here. Like, yeah. it's very simple. And people go to me, yeah, but what if she leaves me? And I say, look. I've said that to girls and girls have left. You lose some girls. There's no man who keeps them all. Yeah. But you yeah. know, if you have access to hundred and you lose 30, who gives a shit? Mm. 70 more. Like you just, you just got, that's why the abundance mindset is so important because you're not going to end up with quality women who would literally die for you unless mm. you have the abundance mindset. You have to tear through them. Some girls are just hoes. Some hoes are just hoes and they're going to be hoes. And there ain't much you can do about it. Mm. I mean, like, why would you fight that fight? She's already had 30 dudes. You're going to come along and really try and fix her. Why? Why? And that's why the test I teach in the PhD is so important. Test her. Because if she's fucked up, just save your time. And a lot of these dudes know this. Loads of guys get with a girl and they know deep down she's a hoe. In fact, her people will come up and say, that girl's a hoe, bro. Mm-hmm. They'll defend. They know it. They just don't want to know it. Because they don't feel like they have any other choice at that level. Maybe she's hotter than the girls they fucked before. Maybe they don't get laid that often. And, and, and they end up settling for some shit that they know is a fucking bit broken. Mm-hmm. The reality. And people go, oh, yeah, but Tate, it's easy for you. You're rich and you're a kickboxer. I made myself rich. I made myself a kickboxer. I did it myself. I wasn't born with this shit. So, like, yeah, I increased my own value. So you need to increase your own value. That's the, it's like this is the name of the game as a man. The name of the game as a man is just making yourself so valuable that you get to a point where it becomes easy. Mm-hmm. The game becomes easy. Man, a, a, ma- a top 5% male has access to unlimited females, unlimited females. And I, like I could, I could take every, and, and the thing is about the world is this, I'm near sure of it. The idea of a single girl is, is, isn't true. People, guys, especially beta guys, like, oh, I just want to meet a nice single girl. There is no girl out there who's attractive, who ain't talking to some dude or mm-hmm. hanging her ex right. or, or flirting with a new guy or already on dates. Girls are never single because females love attention and they have unlimited options. This is the difference between men and women. This is why men hate the breakup more than the woman because they know the woman can have a new boyfriend tomorrow. Your dumbass needs to take six months to find something. So that's mm-hmm. why it bothers you. Yeah. But women are yeah. not single. So how come every girl I message replies? I mean, I, I can steal. I'm stealing girls off dudes left, right, and center. This is the harsh reality of the world. You know, once you get to a high value, you just fucking end up taking chicks because mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a single girl. 
So, and, and this is one of the things about the game people don't realize. The reason it's so hard as a man, one thing it's getting much harder. This is something we can talk about how it's getting much harder as a man to get laid. The things it took to get laid in the 50s are not enough anymore. A job mm-hmm. in the factory in a pickup truck mm-hmm. ain't going to do it. That's, old, that's social, old social. That's old social contract right there. Yeah, it's all changed. And mm-hmm. secondly, the reason it's so hard to get laid as a man is that you're not trying to make her like you. You're trying to make her like you more than she likes the guy she's already fucking. Mm-hmm. That's the part of it. You have to make yeah. her like you more than the guy she already likes. Yep. And she has unlimited access and unlimited choice. So why does she choose you? And, and mm-hmm. that's the whole name of the game. The whole name of the game is just positioning yourself in a way so that the woman goes, you know what? This motherfucker, he's crazy. But maybe there's something that he's, he's unique at least. Yeah, or there's something fun. about him. Or he doesn't tolerate my shit. Or there's, there has to be something about them that you got to get in their mind. One way or See, another. Here, 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 here's what I, what I get is like I get guys who will say well, – the beta mindset is this. is it's They want to – pretty much every guy wants to do this. But the beta mindset is I you need to stand out amongst the crowd, right? What makes you – what makes you – uh, more attractive than another guy, like you were just saying, that she's she's got access to uh, the woman that you want has access to lots of other guys. What makes you so special? The beta mindset is I'm not going to be like other guys, and his concept is like all these other guys are just these assholes who don't care about them and don't like hold their hands and don't watch TV with them and and you know uh, aren't a shoulder to cry on and they go that kind of soft feminine like uh, the more alike I am with a woman, then the more she's going to like me. And so that's and that, uh, granted, I think a lot of this is conditioned into these guys through like, you know, year, like a lifetime, really, of believing that women want women want you to be a friend. They want you to be comfortable. They want you to be nice. They want I don't you have to be sensitive. Like, yeah, I don't I don't, I, I don't believe in that. I, I don't believe I don't in have, that. I have girls I'm sleeping with, mm-hmm. girls I'm trying to sleep with and girls I don't talk to. Yeah, boy, women have boyfriends and girlfriends. And if you're not fucking her, you are her girlfriend. And yep. people will say, well, that sounds pretty harsh, Rolo. And I'm like, well, think about it this way. is like women, when they relate to their own friends, to their girlfriends, how do they relate? Well, how, is, how you know, they, they, they're catty with each other. They they relate as women relate with other other women, right? If you come in like that and you you pretend to be a woman, like if you identify um, with the feminine and you think that that's going to get you in women's good graces, all she's going to do is respond to you as if you are another woman. Her hind brain sees how you're relating to her, and then it responds to you as if you are one of her girlfriends. So and, and when guys, and, yeah, good. And you're giving and you're giving away your only weapon. Yes, your only weapon yeah. is attention. Mm-hmm. This, this is the thing with people don't understand about the whole dating game because it's getting much, much harder to live in. And the reason it is is because attention has been weaponized now. Females mm-hmm. used to have to give sex to get attention from men. Mm-hmm. I give him sex. He gives me attention. Now all they need is an Instagram account. They get unlimited attention from fucking pictures. They don't need your attention. All over the world. Too. attention from all over the world. Millions of people. These the, the, Because the men are so thirsty, all the beta males have made it harder for the alphas because they just give all their attention away. If you're mm-hmm. friends with a girl... You're saying you can have all my attention without giving me sex. So you, you've given her all the money and she ain't giving you the product. So why is she going to give you the product at the end of that? Right. And then your, your attention, attention is the only thing you have. When and then your attention becomes worth, and then your attention becomes worthless it's because it's too easy to get. So it doesn't matter how much you give. It doesn't matter how many times you buy flowers, take her out, take her to the movies, text her all the time, call her. Are you okay? That, mm-hmm. It ain't worth anything. It's hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. And this is the world we live in. And this is, this is why the bad guy's attention is worth something. Because if he texts her once a week, because his attention's hard to get hold of. Worth and you have to weaponize her attention. She fucks up, you don't give her any attention. She doesn't fuck up, you give her a lot. And this is one of the big things. I have guys saying, I'm arguing with my wife. I'm like, why are you arguing with her? 
all because of X, Y, Z. Just don't talk to her. If she can get an argument out of you every time she fucks up, she gets unlimited attention on tap. Yeah. So why the fuck is she going to behave? I don't argue with my girls. I don't argue with them. I don't have arguments with them. They're either complying and doing as I say, or I disappear for a week. I'm like, oh yeah, but what, what if what if she cheats? What if she cheats? My girl ain't fucking cheating. And if she does, she's out the door. It's, that's, that's the reality. I'm not playing the argument game. I'm not screaming with some woman back and forth. You better do this. No, it's, it's just like comply or goodbye. It's, it's really simple. And the whole attention with most guys, I think one of the biggest mistakes, and this is something else I cover in the war room and, and the uh, PhD course, one of the biggest mistakes people make is they have their attention thing the wrong way around. So because men are busy, we're busy working, we're busy getting stuff done. We'll text our girl, hey, love you, busy day at work. I'll speak to you later. Mm-hmm. And we'll work all day and we're busy. And then she ain't text us, we ain't text her. And then, you know, afterwards we'll go for a drink with our boys. We'll come home late at night. She got one text and no attention all day. Whereas if you text her, hey, I've got a busy day, da, 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 and she replies, yeah, you're always fucking busy. You know, I'm tired of this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then you spend all day at work texting her, what do you mean you're tired, bitch? I do that. Then she gets attention. So she gets mm-hmm. attention for misbehaving and she doesn't get attention for behaving. And one of the hardest mm-hmm. things for, even for me to do is to remember when my girls are acting good to text them all the time. Because when they're acting good, most men can't be bothered to talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're like, oh, she's fine. I'm busy. But what you have to do is when you're acting good, you have to go, give them all this attention. As soon as they start acting a fool, ghost, vanish. Mm-hmm. And, and this is going to send the world crazy, but it's very much like the way you train a dog. They do behavior. the right shit. They get the behavior. Mm-hmm. They do the wrong shit. They don't. And it's really that simple. People don't believe my life. They don't believe that I have girls who are loyal to me. They don't believe my girls give me all their money. I've had guys sit. If, if anyone's watching this, they don't know what I do. I run a webcam studio. So girls who work on webcam, talk to betas, take the money, give it to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the ultimate, it's the ultimate hierarchy. Mm-hmm. But people sit and they go, well, why would she give you all the money? It's like, well, because she gets all my attention. They don't want money. Girls, why would she want money when she can have attention? I'll have girls run in the room screaming, oh, I did really good today. I made $2,000. She gets none of that. So why is she happy? She's happy because she knows she's going to get some dick. And I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you're, my attention is so valuable, they'll pay for it. And, and that's, that's just because of where I position myself and where I position my attention. The fact that I've never given it away for free ever. You know, And it's a fine line because guys at the beginning are sitting there going, well, I had to give her attention to get her to seek me in the first place. It's a fine line. You know, I got, I got talked to her. Da, da, da. And you, you got to work it out. It takes experience. And obviously, I teach it in the PhD course. But you got to keep it weaponized. The second you're giving attention away and you're not getting anything in return, you're never going to get anything in return. And that's all the friend zone is. All the friend zone is is just, it's just being taken for a ride. And, mm-hmm. and, you're, and if you're going to stay there, you're a fool. You deserve it. You mm-hmm. deserve it. Yeah. I, again, it's like these it's, – it's power dynamics is what it is. But like they – I, you know, when, when guys, when guys will listen to this right now, they'll, one of the things that I hear, particularly in, in certain sides of the manosphere right now is that it's not worth it. It's not worth it to go through all this trouble. It's not worth it to be a G it's not worth it. I'll never be able to do that. Like particularly the MGTOW mindset is they want to just give up on it. They say, you know what? The juice is not worth the squeeze. And just exactly what you just said there. And then I'm playing devil's advocate here because you probably know how I feel about this, but um, the, the, I, I think the misconception that they have is that hypergamy is a straitjacket. Like if she's always got all these guys on speed dial, yeah. um, how I, you know, it's too exhausting to stay on top of this. It's too exhausting to make myself the kind of guy that she's going to be a ride or die girl for. Um, and as soon as a guy like Tate walks in the door, 
then she's going to go out with that guy and fuck him. And then all the effort and all the energy that I put into all of this is all gone. And so it's, it's certainly, it's not worth it. And you were just saying a moment ago, like when you get into these relationships, when you get into a marriage right now, particularly in Western society, there's a lot of investment on a guy's part. Risk, uh, risk is one of the things, effort, getting taken to the cleaners and a divorce, those kinds of stuff. If I think they get into these, uh, maybe not MGTOWs, but I think that a lot of married, like kind of blue pill guys get into these situations where they have to make up their own narrative for themselves to believe in. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I have to do that because I'm a better man because I do that. I'm a better man than than Tate because I'm the guy that uh, that, you know, takes care of my family and, and I listen to her and I, I talk with her and I'm you know, they put in all this effort, but they don't understand that that effort just flies out the window because a guy like Tate walks in the walks in the door. And so my my question is this is I I'm I'm sure you're probably familiar with what's going on with the with MGTOWs right now but like what do you have this I know you, I know what you're going to say here but what what do you have to say with respect to guys who think that they should just exit the game and be done with this whole thing and be like they they want to go their own way and what for whatever that means to those guys Well it's a defeatist attitude which is which is the first, firstly, it's the most feminine beta thing you can have in anything. It doesn't have to be about women. Having a defeatist attitude towards life is, is, is already probably why you ended up where you've ended up. Because if you were too much of a man to quit, you probably wouldn't be there to begin with. And that's not just about women. It's about anything. It's about fighting. It's about money. It's about anything. A defeatist attitude is never the right way. Secondly, you can always win the game. You can win the game because, yeah, hypergamy may be true and girls value certain things, but... Like I just said, I, I have guys who are bigger, stronger, richer than me messaging my girl. She doesn't leave because I am her man. And, and that's down to conditioning. And you can condition females to be that way. And yeah, you need to have multiple females. And yeah, you need to find a good one. And yeah, you need to have options. But you can definitely win this game. Any man can win this game. But you have to be prepared to, to go through, especially for some of the softer guys, a degree of heartbreak. So me and Tristan always laugh. We say we go through a breakup a week. And that's literally true. Guys talk about their breakup. I go through a breakup a week. I lose a girl a week. And uh -huh. Is that the point now where it's just like, whatever, <laughs> go. I don't, I don't care anymore at all. But for most dudes, because they haven't got the kind of sexual access I have, you're going to have to get, you're going to have to be prepared to lose the girl because she wants to go Vegas. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to be prepared to sit there and miss her and not message her. You have to be a man about it. You just have to stop being a pussy. If you stick to the rules of the game as a man, you can absolutely win. Nearly any man can. I'm not saying you're going to have a beauty queen, but you'll mm -hmm. have something that's loyal to you. She may be a fucking five in my book, but she's a nine to you. So who mm -hmm. gives a shit? You know, you're happy, whatever. The point is, but you have to be man enough about it. Most of the guys, MGTOW and betas, all they're trying to do is just alleviate heartache. They're such cowards. They're afraid of feeling sorry. Oh, they're afraid of missing her. I had one guy who messaged me and he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I really miss my girl. He's like, why'd you split up? Oh, she was talking to these guys. Da, da, da. It's like, why do you miss her? Oh, but, but you know, cause she was my only girl. I was like, well, what you need to do is you don't need, he goes, and he wanted her back. I said, you don't, you, you don't want her back. Cause you know, she's a shit girlfriend. Cause she messages other guys. You just don't want to miss her anymore. It's not about wanting her back. You're just too much of a pussy to deal with the feeling of missing her. That's what the reality of it is. Most of these guys are in love with girls and they don't even want the girl. All they do is argue with the girl. They can't stand her. She's a dickhead and she's a cheater and she's a bimbo, but they're just too much of a pussy to feel like they miss someone. It's all a huge act of cowardice. I'm afraid to feel bad. If you're not afraid of heartbreak and you stick to your guns, you're going to have a fantastic life with females. If you're not afraid to say, sorry, not good enough for me, goodbye, and stick to it as a fucking man, you're going to do just fine. 
It's that that is 85% of the game. But men are just too afraid to do it because they feel like they're not going to have another girl for a while. It allows them to get their dick wet. And, and, and that's what it is. And it's just, it's just cowardice head to toe. Mm -hmm. So I, I, all the mid toe guys, you're, you're quitting the game without even trying. If you were to just, if you're really a man going his own way and you're really focusing on yourself and you're really, you know, putting yourself first and upgrading your value as a man, you can, if you're doing that, then you should be fine with females. Just continue with your mission. Don't be compromising. Make sure you stick, put your mission first. Treat her with respect, but don't take any disrespect. I, one of the biggest things I want to actually say now, because I don't want people to think, I know the way I come across is hyper-aggressive. People think you have to be mean to girls. I'm never mean to girls. I'm nice. I'm nice to my girls. People have this idea that I'm walking around the house, I'm beating them up and shit. It's like, it's like <laughs> yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I'm a super nice guy. I'm like, let's watch a movie or get some popcorn, let's have a party. I'm a super nice dude. I just won't tolerate disrespect on any level. You disrespect me. I stop talking to you. It's not about being an evil person. You can still be the nice guy. But when she steps to you, you have to remove all your attention. It's really that simple. There's nothing else to it. You haven't got to be a big evil man. And you can be a MIG toe, be going your own way and have that same philosophy. It really isn't that hard. But these guys are just too afraid to miss a girl. That's, that's the biggest mistake. That's what all this comes down to. These dudes are too afraid of the heartbreak. And they can't take it because they're pussies. I think a lot of what I'm seeing right now in the MIG toe community is – it's mirroring a lot of red pill stuff. I honestly, red pill came a long time before MGTOW and a lot of the stuff that they are throwing out there right now is really just straight up red pill. stuff. like everything we've been talking about up to this point has been just straight up, you know, red pill stuff. You can find in my book, you can find it in other people's work, you can find it all, you know, everywhere in the manosphere. But what I see right now is there's this, I think there's the, the idea I think if you if you unplug yourself from all of this, if you if you become red pill aware, you can't help but go your own way. You can't help but live your life in a different way because of your now you see how the game is why if you listen to this video and you 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 listen to me and Tate talking right now, and this is like something that's that's raising your awareness of the nature of women or the nature of you know intersexual dynamics right now you you won't be able to stop this video and go out the door and not and live exactly the same way that you did before and i you know when i talk about uh mental point of origin it's exactly what you're talking right there is, is you've got to have you have to come first your your rules are first and guys will say well you know she'll just leave me or you know if i if i put my foot down or whatever most guys are afraid to even experiment with that. They won't do it because they think that they have too much to lose because of exactly what you said is they have that scarcity mentality. They think that they'll ne I'll never get a girl as good as this woman. You know, she's my dream girl. And if I do, if I mess it, I don't want to mess it up. Right. And it's like, yeah, but you're going to be living the, out the life of this character that you think that she wants rather than who she, well, who she really wants, but then also not even really being yourself. You're living this character or this life of a guy who is what he thinks that she thinks is the perfect dude. And per perfect is boring, man. Perfect is always boring. <laughs> so, why, do, why do women like soap operas? Because Indignation, crying. man. It's indignation. Yeah, they want to feel that rise. Yeah. He loves me. He loves me not. He loves me. He loves me not. We argued. He fucked me good. He's disappeared. Where is he? He's cheating. Where are you? Eh, it keeps, it's interesting. Like, I, I, it's, it's, at least it's interesting. You'll never be boring. Someone, mm. someone who I know very well said something that's completely true. You can do anything you want to a woman except bore her. Mm -hmm. It's completely true. Yeah, like, so these, there's to. men out there who beat the fuck out of their wives and their wife won't leave them. You can't call him boring. He might beat me up. He might not. Do, do, do. You know, it's like literally mm -hmm. 
anything for excitement, anything for attention. Yeah, it's like a drug. I and um in uh in the first book, I, there's a there's a chapter in there called Indignation, and I get into that as well. I I actually make the case that there is like the the chemical cocktail that women feel when they feel indignation is something that they actually need to sort of feel alive. So that's why if you're not the person that's creating that indignation for them, they're gonna go find it somewhere else. If that's like on daytime talk shows, or that's a soap opera, or that's the the romance novel, or whatever, they're gonna go f- like if think of indignation as a drug. You might as well be her drug dealer. And right now, uh, Tate, you're, you are your girl's drug dealer. That's where they go to get their indigna- their indignation fixed. And why it, they're going to get it from somewhere. It might as well be from you. So, so why wouldn't you do Okay. I want to, um, I want to move. We're at the top of the hour here and I would, uh, people are going to throw rocks at me if I don't ask you about Michaela Peterson. So I'm going to put this, this infamous, that now infamous tweet up here really quickly. And I just want to, give you a chance to sort of share what was going on in this picture right here because people wanted to, and people kept asking me like the most popular question I said, you know, get your questions in for, for, for Tate and, and let me know what the, the situation is here. Like how, how did you even, how do you even know her? How did this, this even come about? Cause she's, she's leaning into you and I know she split up with her, with her husband, her now ex-husband, I guess. But like, I mean, you got your arm around her. She's like, she looks like she's into it. And you want to talk about like all the dynamics that you were just telling me right now for over the last hour. I can see a lot of that sort of being manifested in this picture right now. So, so what's the story here? Yeah. Uh, there's not too much of a story to be honest with you. I mm-hmm. mean, she, she was, uh, in Europe, uh, we were talking a little bit. I said, uh, Romania is an awesome country. Come check Romania out. Uh, she said, how do I know you're not going to get kidnapped, blah, blah, blah. Cause everyone's scared of Romania. Mm-hmm. I said, you will get kidnapped. Don't worry. I will kidnap you. You'll, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it. She came in. This is us having dinner. That, that's all there is. There isn't too much of an elaborate story behind it. So this is in Romania. She just decided to come. She decided to go take it upon herself to fly out to Romania just to see you. Yeah. yeah. So that was the, so there had to be like, so you had some like uh, correspondence with her, I guess. Was it through? Yeah, like, we, were Instagram? Talking for a while. Yeah, we were talking for a while and, and you know, she's nice. Obviously everyone knows who her father is, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Really right. nice girl. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about her. She came out, and uh, yeah, that's us eating dinner. That's all. That's all I can really say. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. I know to some guys because it's Peterson's daughter. They're like, wow. Like to me, it's like she's just another. She's a person. She's Michaela Peterson. She's a girl. Mm-hmm. Girls. Like I've, I've had Bollywood stars fly out to see me. I've done. I've done loads of things. To me, mm-hmm. like you know, I, I was interested in her because of who she is as a person, not necessarily because of who her father was. And Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Right. I think it's interesting that she took it upon herself to come out and see you. Like to, I, I've, I've said, and this is in the first book as well. Is um, when I'm talking about genuine desire, and this is what you got into just a little while ago. Is like when a woman has genuine desire for you, she won't want to go out on girls' nights out. She that won't ever enter into her thought process. If you are the person who is her drug dealer, right? You're the one who's supplying her with the indignation. You are her best option. And I've always said this as well about hypergamy: is that hypergamy is based on doubt, and that doubt is: is this guy the best that I can do? Can I yeah. do better? And when that answer when that question is like answered like firmly validated affirmed answered that's when women will do shit like this i honestly i think she probably why you know why do you think she decided to just get on a plane and come out and see you i mean was it because you were a hypnotist bro uh, because you are who you are or maybe she was looking for that rather than what she was getting before yeah i don't know i i I can't say why i I can give you a whole bunch of arrogant answers about how fucking Mm -hmm. great i am 
Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, she obviously found me interesting. She obviously found my attention valuable. Mm-hmm. And that's what it all comes down to. I don't know if you can get another picture up now. I don't know if you can load up. It's going to take a while from my Instagram and find a picture of me with the Bollywood star. I don't know if you can find that. But um, uh, attention is the coin of the realm. So I have a quick story about the ball. I was in India. I was in Mumbai. Sure. And there's a picture on my Instagram with I'm with a Bollywood girl. She's got 3 million followers. Um, so we're chilling in India. Whatever happens, happens. And after our night together, she messages me. You know what? I don't. I think you're a playboy and I don't think you're the man for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I sat there and I burst out laughing to the phone. And Tristan goes, what's funny? I said, I just slept with Karishma and, and, and this must be her standard tactic with Indian guys because they're so beta mm-hmm. that she sleeps with them. The next day she dumps them and, they, and then puts her – it's actually quite clever – it puts her in a position of power from the get-go, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, like from the get, it's actually quite a smart move. I, that's why I laughed because I know the game. I could see the game. I was like, this is, this is, a, this is actually beautiful. So I'm supposed to reply, oh, what do you mean? And, and, and then when she originally forgives me and I convince her I'm a good guy, the whole mm. relationship, the power dynamics fuck. So yeah. when she texts me that the next day, I, of course, I just didn't reply. Mm-hmm. And then when she texts me again later, I knew I was right, didn't reply. And then when she texts me the next day, uh, you know what? Well, while you're here, maybe we should talk about it. I'm just judging you on your Instagram. I didn't reply. And mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm going to have to try and find the messages and put them on Twitter. But the next three days, I was running around Mumbai with Tristan, putting on my Instagram story, just you know, having fun without her. Mm-hmm. And when she sent me that message and I completely ignored her and didn't play her game, she had a full-on mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. It, was, it went from angry to I'm sorry for getting angry to, you know what, fuck you, angry again. It was like the full-on cycle. She couldn't handle it because like now I've dicked her and I'm, I don't, now I'm not talking to her. And that must have never happened to her before in her life. She's famous. I'm on your Instagram right now and I'm like, you'll have to forgive me because there's so many chicks here. I don't know, I don't know which one it is. I, I, uh, I, there's I me on the couch with a drink and she's uh-huh. sitting on the couch behind me. She's got a red top on. I'm wearing a green uh, flowery shirt. I don't know if you can mm-hmm. see it. The green flowers. Yeah. If I find it, I'll put it up there. But yeah, yeah, okay. yeah I hear what you're saying. Because like, she's yeah. So- and, 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 and she lost her, she absolutely lost her mind. So now whose attention is valuable? Mine. Yeah. I've withheld it. Now mm-hmm. she'll do anything to get my attention. Mm-hmm. Now, so what was happening is if I tagged myself in a nightclub in Mumbai, she'd be turning up. By day three, she was like following me. All because I didn't play her game. So most men would see that shit and go, what do you mean? Any reply is wrong. It's like the ultimate shit test. Don't, why are you even playing the game? The best way to win the game is to not play. Indifference. Yeah, yes. indifference. I don't give a fuck. Yep. I don't care. And, uh, and, and that's not an act for me. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's very easy for me to do the right thing. Cause this is how this is the truth. And hey, so, this is uh, a, this is a really good question real, real quick. Uh, this guy, uh, DJ Hanso, he says, how do you train a woman to be loyal in stages? Does she need to be raised properly? Is it like okay. a raising so, thing? Is it something about like family? Do you think? No. So in my PhD test, in my PhD course, there is a test and you need to buy the course to do the test because the test is the basis of it. Mm-hmm. The test is going to give you a head start of whether you know that's a quality woman or not. Mm-hmm. So there's the test, but without being ambiguous, I'll answer the question. Mm-hmm. I've had girls who I fucked on the first date who ended up being amazing girlfriends. I've had girls who made me wait months who were dickhead hoes. I've had girls from single parents who are amazing girlfriends. I've had girls from loving families who are dickhead mm-hmm. homes. There is no blueprint that you can look at and go, okay, mom Thank and father you. are together. Mm-hmm. She has a dog and she, you know, she goes to church. None of that means a fucking thing. It's bullshit. The reality to it is this. I agree with the red pill 
speech about the more mates she has, the less likely she is to bond. And the reason for that is if it's, if it's in her mind to jump on a new dick when things get tough, things will inevitably get tough and she will inevitably think about a new dick. If she's had less dicks, she's less likely to consider that as an option. So she's more likely to work hard towards fixing a problem. That is true. I agree that's true. But the basic strategy and the basic way to train a girl to be loyal in stages is, is very simple. It's all the things we've been talking about thus far. It's not tolerating bullshit, giving her attention when she behaves, and re- removing all attention when she doesn't behave, and not allowing her to get any kind of lifestyle or any kind of ideas which are going to be detrimental to her ability to be loyal to you. Mm-hmm. If you start a relationship and allow her to go out every night with her girls, she's never going to want that taken away from her. And, and, and that means that she's only one line of coke and too many drinks away from running into me, and it's game over. So you need to construct a lifestyle. On top of all this, this is the absolute truth. I know my women love me, but I still don't trust them for shit. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. My girls are fucking beautiful. They don't go to clubs. Every dude in the world would be desperate to get in their pants. And I know they're loyal to me. And I know I'm the best. But still, why would I allow people to take that shot? Why would I park my Lamborghini in the worst part of town and go, oh, it doesn't matter. It's got good locks. Why let them try? Mm-hmm. Why let them try and steal your car? So a lot of it is just being man enough to also build a lifestyle that allows her to not be in many chances to cheat, if that makes sense. I say this all the time. doesn't matter how good your game is. Your girl shouldn't be around dudes all the time. Right. That's just a recipe for disaster sooner or later. So you want a girl to be loyal. You also need to make sure your girl's living a loyal lifestyle to the point where she shouldn't really be interacting with dudes hardly at all. She shouldn't you, be on Instagram. She shouldn't you, yeah, I, I was going to say want to she shouldn't hang out with dudes she doesn't want to she should have a couple work colleagues she replies one word answers to and that should be basically it so how is she going to cheat like that's the biggest keys of loyalty and they go well how do i make her do that by not accepting anything else being uncompromising if you get with a girl and you sleep with her and she has a bunch of male friends you can just say look i like you but i'm not prepared to get in a relationship with a girl who hangs around with guys all the time yeah or has more yeah that's fine has more guy friends and girlfriends yeah i Make a choice. And if she chooses her male friends over you, are you telling me she wasn't going to fuck one eventually? She already picked them over you. So this is the most crazy thing about it to me. To me, it's not even a risk. They're like, oh, but what if she chooses them? Like like it's some kind of risk. Mm -hmm. If you write that down, choose me or the friends, you need to have a proper relationship with a man who cares about you and you don't have male friends. Or you can hang around with a bunch of dudes and we ain't talking anymore. If she chooses to hang around with a bunch of dudes, are you telling me she wasn't going to eventually cheat on you anyway? To me, you're just saving time. You're just you're just speeding up the process and mm-hmm. keeping your dignity and honor instead of waiting to get cheated on like a little pussy. Yeah. Walk Listen. out on your walk out on your feet instead of your knees. Yeah. Fly goodbye. It's that simple. Right. I was I just gonna uh, just a couple of things in here. Like I I completely understand what you're talking about with respect to um, a woman having more uh, a woman who has more access or has more uh, sexual partners in her past has a uh, a lower, well, how higher incidence of divorce, but also a lower incidence of being able to form healthy relationships or healthy attachments to a man in the future. This is like this is researched, you know, studied yeah. stuff, right? And so, one of the reasons you you just brought this up, and one of the reasons I think that is, is it's not necessarily the sex part of it so much as it is her having a greater pool of guys from which one of them could be you. One of them could be an alpha guy that she is going to fixate on that. And that answers that hypergamous question. Is he the best I can do? The guy I'm with? No. But the guy I was with back when I was in college, back at the club, back when I was, you know, you know, 22 years old, that guy was so much better. And so there's that, 
there's that inability to form that healthy attachment for that for that guy. It's what I call the alpha widows, right? They become widowed to the alpha that they had, that the one that got away and the one that they pined for later when they are less able to even get that kind of guy later on in life. Also, another reason I think mm-hmm. is I think that every woman naturally, even Western women, understand Every woman naturally, because they biologically understand they shouldn't fuck lots of people. There's a stigma around fucking lots of guys. Mm-hmm. For every girl, if she slept with one or two guys, the idea of fucking five, if you were to say to a girl who's had two partners at 23, mm-hmm. you're going to fuck five guys next week. She's like, what the fuck? Five guys in a week? What the? Like, they know it's wrong. So mm-hmm. if, if a woman slept with a bunch of guys and they've got rid of that stigma, they've trained that stigma out mm-hmm. of them, mm-hmm. that new dick ain't a big deal. it out, yep. Then, then it's like, well, this guy's being rude to me, so I'll just go get another guy. Like, you, it's... They, then they become the kind of they're doing the kind of thing I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, fuck them, reply, comply, goodbye. And th- mm-hmm. then they become the one in control. That's you know, right. because they have no stigma against taking a new dick. So they're like, oh, we'll do as I say and be my slave and, and be a little pussy around me, or I'm gonna go fuck someone else. Then that's just exactly everything I've been talking about reversed. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put yourself in that situation. That made that that just made me think of this is that like what you were saying there. And remember what we were saying just a little while ago about how like I was getting into I was locking horns with Jeff. Um, Jeff Miller about, uh, you know, finding a way to get past the jealousy, finding a way to get past that revulsion, right? Like if you, then this is like, if you know anything about me, my background's behavioral psychology. So it's like, if you can get past those natural reservations, like you were just saying just a second ago, if you told a girl, if you told the girl, 23 year old girl, uh, next week, you're going to have sex with five guys. She would be like, Oh my God, you know, it'd be creeped out. It'd be weird. It'd be like, you know, she, like she would want to avoid that. Right. That's a natural, unconditioned um, response yeah. to, you know, because that seems because it, the, the natural way, of course, is to want to filter, you know, use your hypergamous filters yeah. and find the best quality guy. Right. Not just have like random sex with strangers. Yeah. But what happens is so what we do, I think now with an agenda here is that we want to condition people, uh, men and women really to get past that natural revulsion, because once you can get past that revulsion instinct, you can mold behavior to be damn near anything you want it to be. So if you have, um, for instance, the poly thing, we can teach guys to be more polar, to accept cuckoldry, which to us, we go, Oh, that's, we have that natural revulsion to the idea of being cucked. But if we can say, well, but here you can get off on this cuckoldry, you can mold that cuckoldry to make that person or, or to mold that behavior any way that you want to. Same thing that you're just talking about right there is you can condition women to to not think twice about having five guys in one in one week. I mean, I'm sure porn stars probably do that as well. Right. You know, they are having sex with whoever. But there was a point where they had to get past that natural revulsion. And so if you can condition that out of someone then you can make them do pretty much you know pretty much anything they want but what what i always get at when i talk about this stuff is that there the reason you have that revulsion instinct in the first place is because it was evolved into you because it's part of your mental firmware it's it's something you naturally feel like exactly and this and this is what actually blows my mind there's two Mm -hmm. things i hear a lot which i which which aren't real in my reality and i'm sure Mm -hmm. it's true in their realities but in my realities it's untrue the first thing I hear is that it's hard to find a good girl. And the second thing I hear is that girls don't want babies. They'll do it one by one. When you say it's hard to find a good girl, yeah, that's true because you're a pussy. But I think every woman deep down actually wants to be a good girl. I don't mm-hmm. believe women want to really be whores unless they've had 30 dicks and they're already broken. Every mm-hmm. woman before she's broken doesn't want to be a whore. She wants mm-hmm. to find a guy she's happy with and stay with that guy. 
I think that, like we just said, that's their natural instinct. They don't want to be that way. So if you're saying, I can't find a good girl, you can't find one girl who doesn't want to jump on every dick. The problem is you're low value. That's the truth. That's the truth of it. Because most girls want to be that way. In fact, one of my game tips, I guess, Mm -hmm. I have this thing with girls I do. And it's like, if if it's girls I barely talk to or I haven't spoke to in a long time, or I I, I, uh, stopped talking to, I removed all my attention, whatever. I have this thing where I call girls uh, cheaters. So let's say I speak to a girl after three years. After three years, she'll message me. I say, you still cheating? She goes, what do you mean cheating? We broke up. I said, no, once you've been mine, you're mine forever. Why the fuck? You're a cheater. That's why I got rid of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And, mm-hmm. and I, or, or I say, or if I stop talking to a girl and she's like, what's your problem? Why aren't we talking anymore? I say, I just, you're nice and you're pretty. I just don't think you're serious. I don't think you want anything serious. Mm-hmm. If you tell a girl she doesn't want to be a good girl, if you tell a girl she's not quality, if you tell a girl you don't want a serious relationship, I, she will try her ass off to prove you wrong. Prove that you are. Yeah, that you actually are. I say to girls all the time, yeah, you're pretty, but you know, I met you in the club and you're really nice, but I just don't know if you want something serious. I want the club too. Yeah, well, I'm a man. Oh no, I do want something serious. Why do you think that? Why do you think bad of me? Why do you think all of a sudden they're the ones trying to prove they're traditional? Like, because mm-hmm. you can reverse the game. So women are, are instinctually designed to try and prove they're a good girl. So if you're saying you can't find a good girl, there's something wrong with your game. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, you should say that because what happens when women fight with other women, when they have that intrasexual combat, the first thing women will do is try to disqualify their competitors. So if you, and I'm sure you've done this because you have, you have women around you all the time. I see this happen when I'm at a promo or something like that. There's, if there's women in a social setting and another woman walks into the room and they, an unfamiliar one, and she looks good and she's gaining the attention of guys around that room. What's the first thing that that group of women will do? They'll go, Oh, I can't believe she wore that. Oh, what a slut. Oh, only, only sluts wear that. Right. Or only, only the, you know, an, a non-quality woman looks like that and they broadcast that to guys because what they're doing is they are disqualifying that woman from the consideration for you know reproduction long term whatever short term from anybody that's in that room and how do they do that by implying the idea that she would be a bad uh a bad choice to reproduce with because she'll yeah because she will have sex with anybody she is loose she will go have sex with lots of guys why is that why okay why would that be a disqualifier for a woman well because men are interested in paternity if you're going to have a long term if if men are looking and we're vetting for for two things sexual fitness and paternity i gotta know she's loyal she's got to be hot and she's got to be she's got to be mine and i say this all and this is the, the the side joke i have is every man wants a slut he just wants her to be his slut Correct. And that's the and that pretty much sums up what women and women understand this. It's in our hind brain. It's like our, our subroutine that's running in our brains all the time. And that's why they do that. That's why they try to disqualify. And that disqualification is based on the idea that she would not be a good candidate for your paternity or any of you other guys. Yeah. I would be, but she wouldn't because only a hoe dressed like that and she won't be loyal. That's what a woman who won't be loyal looks like. So yep. she's out. I'm in. Look at me. Focus on me. And that's I, I, you're breaking that down for a guy. Sometimes it's like, will this will happen in the blink of an eye? Yeah. It's not like it's like when 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 a woman walks in and, and the girl's like, you know, or and you've probably seen this as well. Is if you've been in a, a social situation and a, a woman comes in and she's talking to you and your girls are right there and then she goes off. What's the first thing the girls say? 
did you see that dirty look that that bitch gave me? Yeah. You, you know, like they, they, they have this because they understand sub communications. They understand uh, a whole lot more. Uh, women are more uh, apt, I guess, with communication than men are. So when that woman comes in and you see that it happened right there in front of you, like it was going on right there and you didn't see it, but they do. Yeah. And that's the kind of like, this is the, how instantaneous all of w what I was just saying, all of this happens in the blink of an eye. And I, I think raising awareness for guys of that is very important. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. completely. You nailed it. Women. And like you said, women insult women by saying she's not a good girl. Mm -hmm. You tell a girl she doesn't, she isn't a good girl. She wants to prove she's a good girl. Every woman instinctively wants to be a good girl. And, mm -hmm. and the way I do it, I don't do it in a horrible, nasty way. I'm just, I just, if I, if I disqualify them as a good girl, I, I do almost for shits and giggles or, or call them a cheater. They, they mm -hmm. lose their minds. They can't stand it. They hate it. So mm -hmm. everyone wants to be a good girl. So when guys go, there's no good girls left. I say, no, you, you, there's a problem with your game. Mm -hmm. Something else I teach in the PhD course. Because uh, that's, I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I, I wanted to sort of move this on here a little bit too. It was like, um, cause people are going to, people are going to hit me on this. They're going to say, well, Rolo, so there's no such thing as a quality woman. Well, I, I, when I say that, I say that because guys take that idea of a quality woman, just like you just did a minute ago here. And they use that as sort of their ideal. Like, well, I have, I have a lot to say about this. Mm -hmm. so, everybody says, everybody says like the, the, the chick that they marry is a quality woman, but when they're in the divorce settlement, she's the bitch I married. She's the ex. Yeah. So I think there's that idealistic idea of like, are there women who are, would be, who would be loyal, who would okay, be so a better I, choice? I, I, yes. I, but the quality woman narrative is, is something guys believe in so that they can sell themselves yeah. On that kind of girl, just like you were saying before, it doesn't matter if the girl goes to church. It doesn't matter if she's comes from a good family. It doesn't like all this stuff. Women are women, and that's what I was getting at when I was saying there's no such thing as a quality woman because women are just women, and you need to and you need to work with them by their nature. I've been asked. Sorry, I've been asked this a million. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Is there such thing as a good girl? And this is this is what I say. The PhD test I do in the PhD course will tell you if she's a good blueprint, and that's all. Mm -hmm. If you want a quality woman. You need to build her into a quality woman from the mm -hmm. ground. She is a reflection of who you are as a man. My woman or my women who work for me and have worked for me for four or five years, have made me over a million dollars each, have never cheated, who cook, who clean, who obey, who comply. Do you think they do that for any man who fucked them? Do you think if some other loser banged them, they'd be doing that for him? No. I built them into that woman. I, through being me, through conditioning them, through passing shit tests, through putting down, like we said earlier, putting down red lines that they cannot cross through whatever, have built myself the perfect woman. A woman is a reflection of her man. I was talking to a guy, I won't say who, he's a high profile guy. He's got blue check mark. He's on Twitter and he was messaging me saying he has problems. And he was saying, I can't find a girl who understands that sometimes they need to take a look back and realize they have a fault, a part to play in the argument. I can't find a girl who's this. And I got advice from this guy, it was some other guy with a blue check mark. And he says, you need to find a girl who's like, been through therapy and done the work. And I'm like, bro, 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 bro. Whoa, 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 whoa. That is all bullshit. You need to be the kind of man who's going to set boundaries and she's going to comply to them and eventually end up being a good woman for you. You're never going to find a good woman. You need to build a good woman. Now you can get a good blueprint. You can get a good base model. Like we said earlier, you're trying mm -hmm. to build a race car. Mm -hmm. It's better to start with a fucking Ferrari than it is to start with a fucking Honda. Obviously, that's normal. You can get a good base model. But to actually have a truly quality woman where you can say, I'm going to jail for four years. I'm going to see you every Sunday for visitation. You ain't going to fuck nobody. That's something you're going to have to build. You're not going to find it. You're not going to just stumble out in the world and find it. Because if girls like that existed naturally in the wild, the very few that do, I guarantee they're already shacked up with some dude.
and they're mm. talking to you. So it's like you have to build a quality woman. Quality women have to be made. And that's what these guys don't understand. They're like, oh, there's no such thing as a good girl. It's like every, every girl who sticks around me for long enough ends up being a good girl because mm. I turn them into one or they're not there. They either end up being a good girl or they fail tests and they get tossed aside. There's no in-between. There's no other possible option. It's binary. They're a good girl or they're gone. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how you have to be. You have to make a good girl. I think that a lot of guys right now, when, they're, when they listen to this, they just like I was saying before, they, they see this as being a lot of effort. It, it takes effort on the part of a guy to make a good girl, to have that good relationship, like to, to build that, to build the Ferrari, right? You're going to build a race car, right? There's still, uh, you still have to build it. You still have to put it all together. You have to be the one that is responsible for that. And I think a lot of guys think that it should be just like turnkey. Like you should just be able to just go in and it sh- she should just you know come to you as, as she is. And then maybe you guys develop something later on. And I think that Really what this is, is it's this idea, it's this old school idea, like it's the old social contract. Back in the day when women were more dependent on men, when women had, uh, where they were dependent on them for security, for protection, for provisions, for, you know, to be a good, like you can talk about that. I was saying, I keep bringing up the alpha God here, but like back in the day in the time of like, you know, the old Testament or something like that, there was a. Uh, an understanding that that's what the guy was supposed to do. And this is what women are supposed to do. And they were supposed to be the guy or supposed to be the woman who did all those things that you were just talking about right now. And it was, it was probably a lot easier because there was well-defined gender roles yeah. now, because there's not the, they, it, the barrier to entry for, a, for, to have a good relationship, a man has to put in more he's got to be the guy that is actually going to put his foot down the guy who's going to control the frame of the relationship he's got to be the guy who's actually going to like you were saying you've got to build that woman into the woman that you want her to be whereas i think a lot of guys still cling to this old school idea that well she should just come to me like that or if she came from a good family then she would already be like she would already be the perfect girl or if she uh didn't have feminism she would be she would already be you know, be the perfect girl. It's like, no, it doesn't work that way. You still have, you have to build that woman into the way that she is or the way that you want her to be. Hey, I got another question here. Hang on. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, It says, how do I respond? This is DJ Hansel. How do I respond to a woman saying to me, you look like a mugger. I wish my boyfriend was here while I am gaming her. (laughs) So you're asking me what I would personally say. How do you respond to a woman saying to me, saying to you, you look like a mugger. I wish my boyfriend was here I, uh, while I'm gaming here. That's actually the boyfriend disclaimer, but I'll let you answer that one. Go yeah, that, there's lots of different ways to do it. My, my my philosophy to women is super, super simple. And it's mm-hmm. it's like I said, it's about attention. And my biggest weapon is to take away. So if that was, let's say that happened to me. I consider that an insult. Negative she reinforcement. Mostly. Uh, and she said she has a boyfriend or whatever. So if she said, um, I wish my boyfriend was here. I said, oh, you have a boyfriend. I don't like girls with boyfriend. Have a good night. And I'd walk off. That, mm-hmm. That's the truth. That's what I genuinely do. And mm-hmm. I'm guaranteeing you she'd sit there and go. And she'd be pissed off that the guy who was giving her attention just vanished. Mm-hmm. Now, there's going to be other guys who will say doing other things. I'm just telling you what I would do because I've had similar situations. My boyfriend's mm-hmm. coming soon. Oh, boyfriend. You have a boyfriend? I don't, I don't like girls with boyfriend. You should be a virgin when I meet it. No, no, no. Bye. Mm-hmm. Some bullshit and walk off. And I'll just vanish on them. I just do the takeaway. And that's always worked very well for me because girls, when you start gaming a girl, she doesn't expect you to just disqualify her. Oh, you're not good enough. Bye. Mm-hmm. They, they don't, it's an ego yeah. shot for them. Oh, you have a boyfriend. Oh, I don't like girls with boyfriends. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. You're telling her she ain't good enough. 
And that's what's always worked well for me. That's what I would personally say. Yeah, it's funny. There, I and I 100% agree with you. But I, I think that there is in in old school PUA, there was this idea that you, depending on who you are, if they, you had the ethics that said, you know what, I don't want to deal with a, a, you know, if she's already in a relationship, whatever. That's what it's called the boyfriend disclaimer. When a woman starts talking about her boyfriend while you are in the process of talking yeah. to her or chatting her up, she is saying that she's inserting that into the conversation to basically tell you, I know what you're doing and I'm not yeah. into it. So yeah. at that point, you can either do what you, what you would do is just say, Hey, I'm not into girls with boyfriends. See you later. Um, or like a lot of guys will say the P from the PUA side, they will say, well, you know, you can push past that. You gotta, you gotta run what's called a boyfriend destroyer. You can, yeah. you can move past that. But my, my take on that was always, if you're, if the chick is not a hundred percent into you, if she, if she's not 100% interest, if there's not 100% genuine desire, I don't want to be, I don't want to be responsible for having to try to, to, to kick that up yeah. by if, 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 if she's not really into it, right. If she, if that's not, if she doesn't have the genuine desire, if she's not really into me, if she's not real, if she's not the kind of girl who wants to, to blow off her boyfriend to get with me in the first place, like I want a woman who has the kind of desire where she will tattoo her name on, on her body, your name on your body. I was going to bring that out, that kind of, but, but that be her idea. Not me going, Hey, why don't you tattoo my name on your body? No. She goes, you know what? Look, I got this new tattoo. It's your name. Yeah. We'll talk that, about that. That's where you right. want. That's, That's desire. Yeah. If, if a girl says to me, oh, well, if I'm talking to a girl for a while and she goes, well, what will my boyfriend think? I'll say, well, are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him? Mm -hmm. well, and they start laughing. You can say, like, who's telling him? I'll tell him if you want. I'll tell him. I'll tell him right mm -hmm. now that I'm talking that me and you are going to get married. What's he going to do? Like, mm -hmm. I'll be very like, fuck him. I'll, that's how I, I'll be. But the way he phrased the question, if she's saying you're a mugger, my, I can't wait till my boyfriend gets here, as in mm -hmm. he's on his way. Well, then you may as well fucking pull the ego shot to her and leave anyway, because otherwise you're going to end up in a fist fight when the dude turns up. So like, mm -hmm. you know, like you, you, there's not much else you can do there besides, oh, boyfriend, you disqualify it. But if I'm talking to a girl online or something and she goes, what would my, and I say, look, you're coming with me. I'm going to see you on Thursday. What would my boyfriend think? I'll just reply, don't tell him then, question mark. Mm -hmm. Or if someone has to tell him I will, he won't say shit. Mm -hmm. I said, he's a pussy. So you can disqualify him in, in, in a few different ways. But yeah, the boyfriend thing happens now and again. But the way he asked that question, I don't think there's much else you can do. Yeah. But right, okay. yeah, where do you go with that? Boyfriends, though. Or I, so. That's why another thing I'd say when people, girls go, I have a boyfriend. I'm like, so. Yeah. I uh, I want to I, I want to get into this too. I got we're we're coming up on the two hour mark here. We got about 20 minutes left. Um, I I do want to ask you this because I know you're doing the uh the PhD program, and I know you you're right now you're in LA and you're you're talking you're doing these seminars. You, well, I guess they're get-togethers or whatever, the war room thing. Um, one of the things I see, and I, I find this kind of fascinating, particularly in the environment that the, the manosphere has been sort of, I don't know, evolving into recently is that there seems to be more guys, like you were saying before, the guys who, uh, are looking for that traditional, they want one chick, they want, they want to go to church. They, they don't want to listen to what I have to say, because what I have to say with respect to women or, or any of this conversation that we've just had over the course of this last, you know, hour and a half, um, they would take that as, as being degeneracy. They would take that as being, uh, well, you're destroying, uh, you're destroying okay. Western culture. Yeah. You are, um, you are, uh, you Tate is, Tate is bad. But yep. yeah, what I find fascinating is the same guys that end up in your war room 
are the same guy, like having this conversation right now, if it comes from you, if you're talking about this stuff, I mean, pretty much everything we've discussed here, if I talk about spinning plates, if I talk about, you know, um, not uh, genuine desire, if I start talking about hyper aspects of hypergamy, they'll come down on me for that because they think that that is non-traditional that doesn't go with their their religious beliefs or their or maybe their ideological like it could be political their political uh you know convictions right and but yet you seem to be able to get these guys to still want to live the kind of lifestyle that you are living right now yeah. but it seems like they're trying to balance what you like your life with the kind of life that they claim to want, like that traditional conservative yeah, lifestyle with the good girl. But yet you're telling the like the stuff you're saying, I don't think they would disagree with, but yet it seems like there's kind of like, I don't want to call it hypocrisy, but there's just sort of like a, a, a contradiction that's going on. Yeah. Let's talk about this. So <laughs> what's the first thing let's, let's take it away from girls. What's the first thing uh, online? Let's say if you're a strong guy or you're a fighter, the first thing you get messages about is well, what's the point you're learning how to fight. Or if you have a Lamborghini, well, that car is impractical. Exactly mm. what we were saying earlier with the girls. Well, she's a hoe. All, anyone who comes along and says that a man who lives an uncompromising life, who does whatever he wants and has unlimited access to beautiful females, is living a life wrong, is a man who is jealous and is trying to disqualify that lifestyle because they can't have it. Mm. That, that's all it is. They want to make themselves feel better about the fact that they cannot build that life. If you were to say to any man, do you want a harem of four to five women who are beautiful and all and, and all loyal to you, knowing you cheat, does that make the, they're going to sit there and go, well, yeah, of course I do. But if, because they believe they can't have it, they're going to sit there and go, that, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. That's just typical human psychology. That's just typical disqualification. I make men be honest with themselves, especially in the war room. In the war room, we've got a policy and the way it goes through. You have to be honest with yourself about what you want. There is no man alive in his 20s who doesn't want more than one female. This, I'm going to say that, and it's going to piss a whole bunch of tradcons off. Maybe you have religious whatever. Maybe you want this, this. If you are honest with yourself, there's no 20-year-old man who doesn't want more than one chick for the rest of his fucking life. Let's cut the bullshit. I'm not saying you can't find one girl you love. I'm not saying you can't have a family. I'm not saying, hey, I love my girls. I love them with all my heart. If a man touched him, I'd fucking rip his throat out. But I'll still fuck something else. And I'll do that very easily without a guilty conscience. And I think that's a normal attitude for a lot of men, especially when you're younger. Like to, the idea that you can't possibly, that's another female imperative that's been drilled into the heads of women. That if a man loves you, he wouldn't want another girl. That is bullshit. That is the biggest crock of shit. And that's female imperative. A man can love you with all his heart. A man can be ready to take a bullet for you. And he can still walk over there and have a threesome with those two hoes. Very easily, <laughs> very easily can a man do that. So all the people who come along and say, I know he's degenerate, he's bad, that there's a, there's a huge tint of jealousy in there. That's the first mm -hmm. thing. The second thing is I've built a life out of exploiting the pre-existing sexual dynamic. I didn't create thirst traps. I didn't create betas. I didn't create webcam. I didn't create any of this. I saw a gap in the market and I exploited it. If there's a man who owns a liquor store and alcoholics keep buying liquor from him, is he a bad man? Well, if he closes his liquor store, they'll just buy it somewhere else. So the only person whose life gets, his life gets worse, no one's life gets better. I'm making millions of dollars a year. Why should I close down in the name of morality so these guys can go send money to some other girls? What's, I don't save the world. I just damage my own life. So I don't have any moral objections. I, I've, I've exploited a sexual dynamic which has been created, and I don't see any problem with that. So a lot of people who have an issue with me, 
part of it's jealousy. I think a lot of it is jealousy because mm. a whole bunch of dudes just don't like the, the harsh reality of the life I live. And they sit there and, and when they're forced to accept that my women, knowing I cheat, are more loyal than their wife most of the time, it just it grates on them to a level that they can't tolerate. Mm-hmm. It just bothers them. That, it's a huge thing. And that's all it is. But I make men, especially in the war room, I make men be accepting of what they really want. I, last night at the war room event, I said, to, I said to the guys, every guy, I said, you're king of the world. You're, you're Jesus and you can control minds. How many wives do you want? Every single one of them is like, well, well, three, two. Mm-hmm. Like, like no, no one wants, like, if you're really one, yeah. be honest with our complete. And I'm not saying that you're less of a man if you don't have it. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying if you're truly in touch with your biological instinct, mm-hmm. especially I access. Yeah. I'm starting to feel it now. I'm, I'm only 32, but I'm starting mm-hmm. to think like, if I've got two chicks around the house now, that's enough. When I was 23, 24, there was like seven, eight girls living with me. It was insane. You know? So like, especially when you're younger, this is the natural state of man. And anyone who says it's not true is a fucking liar. Mm-hmm. And they'll convince themselves it's not true because they can't pull it off. And that's mm-hmm. up to you. But I'm, I'm, I'm a person who's very, very in touch with what he wants and refuses to compromise. I don't give a shit what society says. There's two more points I want to mention quickly. The first one is about that. Uh, if he loves me, he will never love he, You wouldn't want to cheat thing. That is the ultimate weapon the female par- imperative has instilled. And one of the things I get asked the most about is, how, how do your women accept cheating? And I can talk about this at length because I get this all the time. I've got a girl, but I want other girls. How do I get her to accept cheating? I get this all the time. Mm-hmm. And I try and explain that it's actually not very, very difficult. She has to obviously respect you. You have to obviously be in a super dominant position. Um, you can't just pull this off if you're jo- Jack Average. I'm not saying that. But my point is very simple, is that females show love through sexual exclusivity. This is how females show their dedication to a man. And men have been conditioned that they have to show love and show dedication through sexual exclusivity. And this is not natural for men. And the way that most men show their love is purely through sexual exclusivity. If you can find another way to show a girl you love her, anyway, it can be stupid. If you can find another way to show a girl you love her and she knows that she only gets that, but other girls get sex, she will still be satisfied enough in the relationship. So I had one guy come to me about a couple months ago. He said he joined the war room. He bought the PhD course. He had a girlfriend. He goes, I want what you've got. I'm cutting the bullshit. I want lots of women. How do I have multiple girls? And I said, all right, here's what you're going to do. We're going to start it off easy. You're going to start sleeping with other girls. You're not going to tell your girl you're going to wait till you get caught because there's no point sitting down trying to be rational with females. It doesn't work. Wait till you get caught. Don't try and get caught, but wait till you get caught. He got caught. We did a Skype call. He goes, what do I do now? I was like, look, be uncompromising. Be very, very clear about, look, I fuck girls, but I only love you. It ain't a big deal. If you want to leave me, leave me. Be indifferent. Just be very strict with it. Anyway, we got to a point where he now, him and his girlfriend have an agreement. He only sleeps next to her because he hugs her. He cuddles her. He kisses her. He only sleeps there. But if he's out and he fucks girls, as long as he comes home, she doesn't even ask anymore. So this is a guy I've taken from, if, if I cheat, she'll leave. To now his girl going, well, you can fuck anyone you want because I know you don't love them, but you have to sleep next to me. And he's messaging her all the time with these hoes he's banging. And he's like, I can't believe it. And I was like, no, it's very simple. Your woman has a way to latch her mind onto believing that you only love her because you're showing your love through another method as opposed to sexual exclusivity. If you remove and change that barrier, it's very easy to sleep with lots of women and your women go, yeah, but I know he loves me. And she'll be secure enough to let you do it. Mm-hmm. It's, per- it's really doable. And I'm not, it's not doable for everyone. I mean, if you're not in control of your chick or you're barely hanging on to a relationship, don't try that shit. 
But uh, that's the game. But this whole idea that men have to be sexually exclusive to show that they're dedicated to a woman is a complete fucking farce. Like I said, I'll take a bullet. If if 10 men were to walk in here with machetes and try and rape my girl, I would die defending her. Mm. But I will cheat on her ass every fucking day. And that's Mm. the reality of the life. That's the reality of the instinct. That's part of um, it's it's uh, gosh, I forget the no, it's um, it's was it strategic pluralism theory, which is that they we we talk about this in the red pill a lot, which is the eighty twenty rule, right? Um, 85 percent of guys are always going to be on the low end of the sexual market value. Now, that's not to say that they can't make more of themselves; they can, but then there's the top twenty percenters, and there's this idea. That if you are, if there's, if it's not one man, one woman, then that means like, for instance, like you say, you've got three girls. That means two more guys out there don't have a wife and they're going to get pissed off and they're going to be the guys that come in with the machetes and try to take what you have. And so there's the, that's the sort of the downside of, of poly polyamory, I guess, um, is that it, it is a destabilizing destabilizing of society in, in that like if there's like this is why we see like countries that are uh, where, where polyamory is the norm they tend to be the most war-torn countries that of there course. are because if there's one guy that's got four wives that means three other dudes don't have a wife and therefore those three guys get together and they want to go and kill Tate because he's got he's got three women and that's why, the only way we're going to get to this why are they socially conditioning men to, so this is this is how it started. The social mm-hmm. conditioning that you're if you're a real man, you only want one woman. But now it's gone so far to the point we're into poly and all this other crazy shit. But that's all part of the social conditioning. They don't give a shit. Here's the reality about it. Most men do not have happy marriages. Most mm-hmm. men are sitting in a marriage where they don't get sex. They're not respected, working a job they hate to pay bills for kids who don't listen to them and on the verge of fu- and they're on the verge of fucking suicide. But they're afraid to get a divorce because they know the court will turn on them and destroy them. This is the reality for most men. And I know this because these are all the customers who are talking to my girls, crying their eyes out late at night, halfway through a bottle of whiskey, saying they wish they could do their life again. I've seen it. I know this is true. But this is what society wants because it allows a taxpayer to raise the kids, a little family unit, put the ants in the right boxes. The government ain't going to raise them. Bang. I know that men like me are no good for a government. How am I good for a government with all my females? Imagine I started impregnating them all and just, and whenever any one of them half annoyed me, I said, welcome to the struggle, bitch. Bye. Mm-hmm. Like who's raising those kids? A whole bunch of cucks and the government is. I, ain't, I, I don't give a fuck. I won't do it. I know men like me are hard to control. Men like me are the absolute public enemy. Number one, they don't want people thinking like me. So mm-hmm. of yeah. course that's, that's, that's the whole point of the man, the woman. And that's why they say, if you're a real man and you, if you really loved her, you wouldn't cheat. That is complete bullshit yeah, yeah. it's absolute bullshit it's not true um i was uh, really quickly though i i think that the the paradox that i'm seeing right here is like i and i understand 100 I, I get what you're saying i've said this before is that men's basic insect are a natural evolved if we had if we had the like you said if we could be jesus and turn had mind control and all this other stuff um what would you want to do most men I would say probably all men would say, I want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. That's why pornography is what it is right now. You That's think all men writing these thirst trap clap captions on Instagram, you think they're not all fucking, they probably all half of them are married, half mm-hmm. of them are girlfriend. You think they're not carrying on chasing some other hoe? Yeah, they would like that's to. That's male instinct. Yeah, that's Fuck. a male instinct. See, here's the thing is like, that, but not every guy can be Tate. 
Not every guy can be that top 20%. So what those guys do there. So, so for the guys who are in the top 20%, they can pursue, uh, because they have our higher sexual market value, they can pursue women as they, as their nat, as their nature would imply, right? They would say, I want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. And then there's the guys who are the bottom 80% and they're the ones who will try to coerce you into believing that you it, that it's it's the or it's unnatural for that or you're you're a man whore or you're yeah. ruining society or Western culture is declining because you guys keep uh, nailing all these chicks and ruining these girls for guys like me who want to take care of them and have a, a, yeah, a, good, a good Western yeah a good Western family these are the guys and what 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 I okay so so putting that out there there's the it, this is I just in in brief I just gave you the uh, strategic pluralism theory guys who are on the low end of the sexual market value scale the 80 percent are guys those are the ones who are always going to advocate for religion for yeah. traditional conservatism those are the guys who are going to say one man, one woman. And if you don't do it, the whole system's going to go to hell. And that's the way it should be because it's actually what works in the best interest of them because at least it ensures them to get it with one woman, right? If not many women, at least I get one. And these are the guys, of course, who are addicted to these your, the, addicted the, to porn, addicted the to the promoted feminism in the hope yes. that Irish women would suck their dicks. The exactly. feminism was propped up from by betas from the beginning. This is why male feminists are always the biggest creeps on earth. Mm -hmm. These men, th this is what the, the betas don't understand. Betas say the sexual marketplace is so difficult, and they're correct. They made it difficult for themselves by promoting this feminism garbage and, and coming along with this bullshit thing. Well, we make all women hoes. Maybe she might fuck me one day. Mm -hmm. It's this bullshit, man. And I, compl I completely agree. If you're at the bottom 80%, it's difficult. My answer to you is to try and raise your value. Yeah, don't you be know, the 80%. You know, yeah. Tips you can do. I mean, yeah, you know, build yourself up. And that's why, and that's why today, that's why this Lost Boys generation is so they need they need father figures. They need guys to, to give them direction. One of the reasons Jordan Peterson is so influential is because at least he said, Hey, go this way, try this, right? And it's like, you know, clean your room, stand up straight. That kind of stuff sounds revolutionary to these guys because nobody's ever, you know. Yeah. slap them upside the head and say, look, you, you know what you're saying, what anything, but what I wanted to ask you this, and I'll get to this other question here in just a second yeah. is, um, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think we're both on the same page here, but yeah, I see a lot of these traditional conservative guys seeking you out. They yeah. look for you. They're looking towards you. They're looking to you as some, maybe they're the guys oh, who are I looking for a thing, but they're, they want to, it's almost like they're going against that conviction yeah. because you have what they want and they keep coming. There's a big part of that. And there's another big thing I get guys come to me for. And a lot of guys, I have guys come to me who are maybe married mm -hmm. and they may have one woman, but they want their woman to listen to them. I think I have another thing that, that people find interesting about me is how I get, it's not that I just get females. How do I get females to comply? Mm -hmm. How do I get females to work for me for free and give me all the money? Mm -hmm. And they're saying, they go, my wife doesn't listen to me, but this guy has girls listen to him. So I do have a lot of traditional guys who I think come to me maybe for that reason. There's, there, I mean, I know that every guy wants loads of chicks, but I do have guys coming. How do I get a woman to obey me? Because deep down, every man on earth, it doesn't matter who you are, every man on earth wants to feel respected. You want to feel respected, especially from your woman. If you feel like your woman doesn't respect you, you're going to live an unhappy life. Mm -hmm. if, she if she talks to you like you're a punk, you're going to be an unhappy. Men value respect to the point where in the olden days, if a man dishonored a man, it was a duel. Mm. You said, what, motherfucker? Someone's got to die. Mm. You can't call me a name. Mm. Men value respect. 
So when your woman's hitting on you and not respecting you and calling you names and shit, this is why you're so miserable. So men want to feel respected. So I have a lot of guys come to me and say, how do I make my woman respect me? And mm-hmm. how that's done, we've, we've discussed already a lot throughout this podcast. But yeah, I think I was- that's one of the appealing things I have is mm-hmm. when most guys understand that I do have a can business and I do have girls who obey me. They I have guys. I don't like the answer because the answer is you have to cut the ones who don't obey and you have to be ruthless and you have to be a man. But then when you start telling them that, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm not man enough to do that's that. too much. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do that. Well, I have, um, I have guys, well, will hit me up and they're usually older guys. They're usually between, they're in the prime suicide demographic, which is like 45 to like 60, somewhere around there. And these are the guys who just want to have a better marriage. They just want to have, they just want their wives to have sex with them. They yeah. just, because they've gone so long and they don't know how to do it. And they don't they, living. Women fuck men they respect. Mm-hmm. I have girls who have said to me, you know what? I actually fucking hate you, but I, I, I can't stand you like in, in, at dinner and then fuck me same night. Mm-hmm. Women will fuck you if they don't like you, if they mm-hmm. respect you. It's nothing to do with like. It's nothing to do with nice. It's nothing to do with love, even love. It's mm-hmm. to do with respect. Because there's how many times have you heard a girl go, well, I still really love him. I love him, but I just, we're just not right for each other. She can still love you. But she doesn't respect you. She ain't fucking you. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all down to respect. If you want a woman to sleep with you, she needs to respect you. I'll tell you something now, man. Women want sex more than men do. I turn down sex 90% of the time. I can't be asked. My chick wants sex or all these chicks want sex more often than I can be bothered to do it because I got to do all the work. So mm-hmm. like, women should be the ones chasing the man. When they respect you, they become dick obsessed. Mm-hmm. Oh, my phone. Every time I open my phone anywhere public, if anyone's ever like kind of looking over my shoulder, all they see is just titties. It's just fucking all these chicks are sending me pics and all this. All it is, please bang me. Because because I, you know, this this is how women are. They respect you, they want it nonstop. The my dad used to say, the pole gets tired before the hole. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Like, you know, so this is the reality of it. So when she if she doesn't, women will become completely frigid as fuck when they don't respect you. So you have to make a woman respect you. So I have a lot of guys come to me and say, how do I make a woman respect you? But they don't like the answer. The answer is the answer is the hard, cold truth is that if you have no other options, how would she respect you? Mm-hmm. Trump, Trump said it, art of the deal. No one to walk away from the table. If you will never walk away from the table, what you, then you never have a bargaining position. If you never have a bottom line, you never have a bar- bargaining position. If you never have a red line they can't cross, you never have a bargaining position. So if you're never prepared to walk away, you're never going to be truly, truly respected. Mm-hmm. I've been with my girls five, six, seven, one of them, eight years. But she knows to this day, there's limits of how much she can fuck with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People say to me all the time, Tate's going to end up lonely. Tate's unhappy. Tate's never going to have a quality girl. I've had, I've, I've, had, I've had a girl longer than most of you guys have been married. I've had, a, I've had a girl who's fucking a 10 or a nine in my book. She's hot as fuck for eight or nine years. I've had a girl forever. And, and here I am, and she's still listening to me. So you can't tell me I don't understand long-term relationships. It's exactly the same. And she's a female, so my life's not perfect. Every once in a while, she gets out of line. But she knows there's lines she can't cross with me because she knows I'll just fucking vanish. And I'll vanish until she's begging to see where the fuck I am. That's just what I'll do. She knows it. Yep. You know, And you've got to be that way. So guys come to me and say, how do I get my woman to respect me? And, and then I tell them the truth, and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Well, then you, then you never have a line. You never have a red line. You're never going to have that you truth. Put up with anything. Yeah, you'll, you'll put, put up with anything. Everything in the end. Yeah. So who gives a shit what you say? Words are cheap. Talk is cheap. It's all about the action.
It's how you got to be. And, and, and a lot of these men are just too afraid of their girl fucking someone else. Uh, yeah. What is it? Uh, whatever, whatever you can't say no to makes you its slave. That's what it does. Absolutely true. Absolutely. I got, I got, okay. We're at two o'clock here. I want to um, throw this one on here. Cause I thought this was pretty funny. This is DJ Han Solo again. He says, do you believe Taoism and Zen is important in life and martial arts? Anything that can emotionally affect you can steal your power. Hmm. So it doesn't, and this is, the, we're going to apply it to women. I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. Yeah. What, what do you think of that? Yeah. So we're going to apply this to women because we're talking about women right now. Okay. Anything that can emotionally affect you can steal your power. Mm-hmm. If you allow a woman to make you angry, she can control you. Maybe she can only control you in one direction, but she can control you. She can say X words and you'll react X way. You've given her a control mechanism. You've given her a way to affect you. Indifference is the absolute weapon against female, female, is is formality a word? Formality? Formality? I don't know. Female. Female, a femaleness, femininity. Mm -hmm. Indifference is the absolute weapon to formality against formality because if she can Mm -hmm. control you, of course you have to be Zen because you can't allow things to make you angry because then she can control you. I'll give you an example of how women think very quickly. When I was fighting, every single girl I was dating, they behave most of the time. But when it was a three or four days before a fight and I was on edge and I was nervous and I was weight depleted, I'd lost like five or six kilo. I haven't eaten in three days. I'm, I haven't drunk water. I'm tired. I'm on edge. I can't sleep. When I was on my, when I was most vulnerable to bullshit, they'd all try and start some bullshit. Pile on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I'd say to them, I'd sit there and mm-hmm. say, I'm about to get in the cage and and I could die. People die. I could die in the cage if you distract me from my upcoming fight with this bullshit about dirty plate. Do you really think now's the time to argue? Well, I'm just saying, I've said before about the plate, they don't give a fuck if you die in the cage. They mm-hmm. don't give a fuck if you die. They want an argument because they want to affect you emotionally. Once you're, once you're susceptible to emotional affection, they're going to come at you. So... I mean, at the time, all I had to do was just get rid of them, stay calm, kick them out of the house and just ignore them. And after the fight, bang a bunch of ring girls, watch them cry and beg for me back. But the point is this. If you're always the guy that they can emotionally affect, then they're going to do it like a cat with a fucking string for fun, like a puppet. <laughs> let me let me make his life today. I'll be really mm-hmm. nice to him. Tomorrow, let me make up an argument. Let me just fuck with him. He's at work. Let me just make up some bullshit. Let me fuck with his day. Da, 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 da. It's all a game. It's the soap opera we were talking about. Ha, da, 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 da. You gotta be Zen to it all. If a girl messages you some bullshit, okay, or just don't reply. You gotta be so Zen that they're like, "Well, nothing's." He doesn't give a fuck. The only way he shows he gives a fuck is if I behave so perfectly that he starts giving me attention. When I cook and clean, and I suck dick, and I'm quiet, and I behave so perfectly, then he starts to talk to me a lot more. But otherwise, he's completely uninterested in me. Mm-hmm. That's the only way. If you're gonna allow women to annoy you. If you're going to start screaming, bitch, you better shut up, bitch. If you're going to start doing that shit, she's just going to play with you all day long because they Mm -hmm. love a soap opera. Mm -hmm. Chicks love a soap opera. That's why you'll say like a woman will be with an abusive man Mm -hmm. and you'll see her shouting at him. Fuck you. She's still, you can beat her up. She doesn't care. care. She doesn't care. She wants the fun of it all. She wants the drama of it all. I know that's going to send the world into a tailspin. Well, women would women would rather cry over an asshole than be saddled with a boring, yeah, better than bored. To a woman except bore her this is mm-hmm. the bottom line this is why they like funny guys funny ain't enough anymore hey this I is a good this is a good one now because i've i've written about this as well he says don't women and men view respect differently i would say yes i don't know if you would say yes or no but i think yes and i'll tell you why uh, because there's a respect 
that is that there, I, I've said this before is that men and women have different concepts of love, but they also have different concepts for other things. And respect is one of those things. Yeah. So when women are raised, particularly in Western society, there is this presumption that they get a default respect just for being a woman. Like you don't respect women. Well, what when men hear that, we go, what have they done to earn my respect? The reason for that is because men when we, our concept of respect is between other guys. So I respect you. You respect me. Why? Because I know what you've done. You know what I've done. Yeah. We have this, well, there's, a, there's a, a dominance hierarchy in there, but there's also a meritocracy that is in there. That's it's unspoken. We don't, you know, we don't go, well, what have you done to earn my respect? Yeah. We don't do that, but we understand that kind of innately when we're, when we're uh, dealing with with uh, with each other as men, and so there's there is a male kind of respect, and then there's the female kind. So women, when we say when we talk about respect with women, women think of that not as oh I got to earn respect. I'm a woman, so I'm already deserving of respect. And this goes back to what I've always said is that men must become and women just are. So when we when we view that we view that dynamic in respect in in terms of respect. Yep. That men must earn and become respect. Women just are respect, and so that's what that's where I go with that. Ed, would you agree with with completely? That? Another, another, I completely agree. Another thing I've noticed with respect in, between the males and the females is that men can 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 separate respect from their emotions, and they can also hmm. they can respect retrospectively. So with a man, let's say I'm doing business with a man, and we make a lot of money, and then we have an argument and we fall out. I can sit and go, you know what? I don't like that guy anymore. But back then he was okay. We had a good time together. So I have enough respect for him. I'm just going to leave it be, you know, Mm -hmm. not all men, but some men can do that. Whereas a woman, she respects you when she respects you and she hates you when she hates you. There's no such Mm -hmm. thing as, 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 well, I used to love him. You talk about divorcing. That's the perfect example. I used to love him. So I don't want to destroy his life. When does a woman ever say that? No, I loved him and I loved him with all my heart. Now I don't love him. Fuck him. I'm going to really get everything I can. Yep. Like they don't, they don't think, well, I used to love that man. He gave me three kids who I love. I don't want to leave him on the street. They don't, that doesn't cross their fucking mind. So women are only, women only respect you when, while they love you as and when it's, it's, it's never an eternal thing. Men mm. can have respect for each other forever. I, I have men who I fought in the cage and we were enemies effectively, but I still respect him. I'll still shake mm-hmm. his hand. And you know, we have, we, but women don't work that way. Women are purely emotional. And that's how it is. And that's why the idea that a woman will, oh, she loves me now. She loves me forever. You know, it's it, that that I agree with. There's a, there's a whole bunch of yeah, bullshit. They have different, they have different concepts. They have different concepts of respect. But it's not that women don't understand that men have a separate concept of respect than women do. So like if it, like you were just saying, a woman was not going to have sex with you unless she respects you. Yeah, that, I, I get that. But for him, respect is based on merit. You have to be the guy who is worthy of yeah. respect, who has merited that respect. So women do, because I think what people are going to say is, well, well, if they see it differently than men, then how, how is it that they have sex with a guy that they respect? Well, it's because they do recognize the respect dynamic amongst other men. I've said this a million times is that women want to be with a guy who other men want to be and other women want to fuck. And this, that is all say, based on respect. Same thing. The easiest way to make a woman respect you is for her to realize you have access to all these other women. That, that, and then she's going to respect. And then on an instinctive level, she's just going to respect you like as a man. There's something instinctively there. Well, he's a man mm-hmm. and he can fuck all these girls. She has to respect you on some level. 
Yeah, it's 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 uh it's pre-selection is what it is. Yeah. Is women women see you as being pre-selected and they see that men look up to you or they they have some sort of respect for if they, even if they don't look up to you at least they have some respect for what you've done and what what you're about. And this goes into the tattoos because I get asked all the time about how I get girls to get tattoos. I get mm-hmm. asked this all the time, and that's and they they think I've got some trick like I tricked the girl or I forced the girl or it's really not like that. One of its respect is a huge. Respect is a huge part of it. The girls are proud of my name to the point where they respect me enough that they're happy to put my name on them. But mm-hmm. the other thing is the thing we talked about earlier about how there's no good girls and how if you tell a girl she's not a good girl, how much it bothers them. And that's about 90% of the tattoo game. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, I'll say to the girl, well, you're serious about us. She goes, yeah, I'm serious. I was like, why don't you tattoo my name on you? Then? Mm-hmm. She goes, oh, because we're going to split up. I was like, well, I thought you were serious. Well, I am. How serious are you? Wow. Are you going to cheat? No, I'm not going to cheat, but you might cheat. So what? So if I talk to a girl, you're going to leave me? That's not, I thought you were loyal. Well, I am loyal. So then if you're loyal to me and you're a good girl and you do as I say, how, why are we going to split up? Well, we're mm-hmm. not. Then, then what's the problem with the tattoo? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty simple logic. Yeah, and a, then they sit there and go, mm-hmm. and then one day they walk in, surprise, look what I did uh, for you. You know, it's like, I told you you're not a good girl. Show me you're a good girl. So when they say there's no such thing as good girls, these girls will do anything to prove to you they're a good girl if they respect you and you qualify it correctly. So mm-hmm. when, I, when a girl refuses to get a tattoo, I'm like, well, why? Why, why wouldn't you? I thought you were serious. Like all the blame's on her. Like, what, mm-hmm. like are you going to cheat? You're going to run off? I thought we were serious here. And now, now it's funny because all these girls say, yeah, but I've seen on your Instagram all these other girls have tattoos and you're not with them anymore. You left them. I was like, oh, what? So you're going to act stupid like they did. Mm-hmm. I just, I just flip it all on them. It's all them. And they do it voluntarily. There's no me marching them down to the tattoo parlor with a gun. Mm-hmm. And I know this blows guys' minds. They're like, it must be some trick. He pays the money. Yeah, he, yeah, he pays for his chicks. Yeah. Well, I, that's that's fine. Okay. I, I got I to gotta cut us off here real quick. But uh, I do want to like, okay, Echo Alpha said, what do you think of it? We've talked about Polly all throughout yeah. this. So, um, But I, I do want to end with this because I think this is actually kind of along the lines of what we've just been talking about. Well, Alex asked this. He said, it would be interesting to see Tate's take on Dan Blitzarian. Okay. What do you think? Okay, because everybody has said this. Anytime Dan Blitzarian puts a tweet out there, everybody goes. The first, the first response anybody says is, "You pay for your women. All those girls are just models you bought." You know that they they think that it's all about the money or it's all about the grift for him. But then I I this really kind of I'm glad this guy asked this because it goes back to what I was asking you before. Like you have Dan Blitzarian who is. Uh, with nines and tens, I would say these girls are nines yeah, and tens that he's with. Whether whether or not, I, I, I can show you messages with three girls who've been on his boat. So I yeah. So, so it's I like know. so it's like okay, I get that. But then you know, he, so he is who he is. Everybody gets what what he's all about. Yeah. And then he'll go on. Um, he'll go on the what was that interview? He was just in an interview where he was saying, "Yeah, I'm thinking about slowing down. I really want to get with one woman, and I want to live a more like." Con- conservative yeah. you know traditional lifestyle with one chick and then he'll occasionally like in between his in between the the his instagram shots of his halloween parties he's like yeah. oh is this all there is to life kind of thing and what happens is when a guy like that puts out those tweets or he in some way affirms for trad cons he he affirms for them like oh see even dan blitzerian he can have anything he wants and he still comes back and he still wants the basics of life which is a good woman and uh you know two kids and a dog in the yard and a white picket fence and so they use that as kind of like their own like self-righteous justification for um 
you know, for their own, for, for what it is. But I, I wanted to throw that out there because I, I, I'm interested as well. Like, what do you think about Dan Blitzerian, particularly with his, with respect to him having it all and then still wanting to live that more like con- conservative lifestyle? He's trolling. You think? I, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> so. I'll give an example. We'll talk about Dan Blitzerian quickly. So mm-hmm. many people try and compare us to, and we're not the same one because he has more access to females than I do. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. The guy can get any girl on earth because he has a much higher status than I do. He's more mm-hmm. famous than I am. Let's be honest. So that's the first thing. Second thing, we're in a different category because although I don't think he pays his girls, I know for a fact, because I know girls who have fucked him, who I fucked too. He pays their flights. He pays their hotel. Like, so he does look after the girls, whereas my girls work for me and give me money. So in many ways, I see me as above him from a game perspective, because I'm saying, I'm going to teach you how to make girls pay you. Whereas he can never teach that because he just pays for his girls' things. He doesn't hand, he doesn't physically hand them money, but he's a multi, multi, multi millionaire. So he'll book them a flight. He'll do whatever, whatever. So we're, I think we're on different planes. We have different attitudes mm-hmm. towards women. That's the first thing. The second thing is, I'll tell you something I do. If I pull up to a gas station in the Lambo and a guy comes out and goes, wow, that's all oh, Lambo. I'd love to have a Lambo. Da, da, da. Um, I usually reply something like, yeah, it's uncomfortable. And I do that to come across as an ungrateful fuck. Like I have the car everyone dreams of, and I'm moaning the seats too hard. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like it's, a, it's almost like another level of fuck you on top. Uh-huh. Yep. Oh yeah, it's all right, but it's uncomfortable. And that's all Dan Bulzerian's doing. Oh, I have all these models. Is there nothing else to life? He's mm-hmm. just, it's it's a troll. It's mm-hmm. it's like it's just an extra level. You get to a level of fuck you when you know you have something everyone wants. To pretend you don't want it is is a fuck you. That's all he's doing. If he wanted the traditional life, why doesn't he live it? Yeah. It's not like he can't yeah, he find could do, he like could do it tomorrow. Sign up for a fucking multi, multi million dollar husband. Yeah. Like, he could, so he doesn't, he, he, you have to look at people's actions, not their words. Yeah. He, he could obviously, do it. He's obviously very happy with what he's doing because he continues to fucking do it. Mm-hmm. So this is the reality of it. So anyone who tries to look at Dan Bilzerian to justify a trad life is a fucking moron. Right. Anyone who looks to try to look at Dan Bilzerian and say that he's, uh, that his life is vapious and he's unhappy. Look, He's going to need kids one day because because I think men have a natural. We all want offspring. This is natural. Mm-hmm. Are you going to have kids? Do you want to have kids? Or you want to get married? Or are you I'm I'm not, maybe you don't want to get married? But no, like, I'm going to have loads of kids. I want kids. When, when do you when do you want to do that? When do you want to start doing that? Well, I mean, I'm 32, which I guess mm-hmm. you know I'm kind of old. But as a man, you don't have a, you don't have a ticking clock, really, do you? So maybe mm-hmm. when I'm 33, 34. This mm-hmm. is actually another thing that that I don't want to say anything that's going to get us banned or anything. But um, I'm half black, half white, so this isn't racist. But all the black side of my family, they just they, their 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 strategy for keeping girls is is almost to get them pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like I know this sounds, I know I'm not trying to be racist. I'm saying I, I know black guys, my black cousins, who go, yeah, I like her, she's hot, so I'm gonna give her a baby, and then she then she can't cheat. Mm-hmm. That's like literally their mating strategy. Yeah, They're not interested sick. in raising that kid. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna stay at home and be dad. They ain't got any money, so she can't take them to divorce court. They ain't got anything. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. just their strategy to fucking keep their women in line, just mm-hmm. to get babies out. So that's a uh, that's another whole other strategy you can discuss. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I absolutely am going to have kids, and I think it's natural for a man to want to have kids and want to have offspring. I think it's a beautiful thing, and I think every man should want to do it. Am I going to live a traditional life to do it? No, I believe I can have kids with a woman without marrying her. I believe I can be a good father while still fucking something else. I really believe I can. That's what I'm going to do. I don't think it's going to affect my, my child. My child's not going to fucking know what I'm doing. I don't think it's going to affect it. I'm not going to change my life. I'm black. It's true. <laughs> it's true, bro. I'm not going to change. I love streaming. <laughs> people try and use that again. People try and use that against me and say, 
when you want, you're never going to have kids. They have this mindset. I can never have kids. I, my lifestyle, I could easily have kids with my lifestyle. I could have mm-hmm. kids with, if I wanted to, I won't do this. It would be one mother, but I could have kids with five different mothers if I wanted to and just run around and, and ref- cause I live in Eastern Europe as well. So there's no such thing as none of this divorce shit, none of this alimony shit. None of no one can come after me. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So I'm absolutely going to have kids. I think it's natural to do it. And Dan Bozerian's going to want kids too, but he's never going to, you think he's going to give up all that pussy and go down to one girl. You think he's going to be satisfied with one girl after the life he's lived. I know even after the life I've lived, I can't be satisfied with one girl. I know there's always, it doesn't matter how beautiful she is. uh, As soon as she's a brunette, I'm going to want a blonde one day. That's just how it is. It's the, the, the instinct, the predator instinct of it. It's just normal. You know? So yeah, Dan, I have nothing against Dan. I think we teach very different things because I don't think he really teaches game. He's not really a teacher. He's what can you learn from Dan? Be rich as fuck. Well, dumb. Like you know, make a lot of money, sell weed. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's nothing to learn there. Have a huge social. Have be the most famous man on Instagram. So Insta hoes want a picture. I mean, Mm -hmm. like fucking duh. Of course he has girls, Mm -hmm. but we do different things. But I have nothing against the guy. I think he's a guy who's uncompromisingly living the life he lives. Well, I'm the only thing that has me curious about Dan is I don't know if he has these girls signing contracts. I don't know what's going on, but the fact that he hasn't been hit with a sexual allegation case has blown my mind. Yeah. He's never been hit with a Me Too. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Is he well, so high status? I, I, I was just going to say, I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a theory about that. I, I When Me Too started blowing up and everybody was saying, you know, if you look at these guys who, uh, the, the guys who get the Me Too uh, allegations are usually guys who try to play along with, women's narrative so if it's a yeah. guy who's like a male feminist yep. as soon as you say you're a male feminist you you can pretty much start the clock because yep. you're gonna get your something's coming down the down the pipes right there but then you got a guy like gene simmons right he's had one i know one one allegation it went it went away it's completely yeah. gone why is it that rock stars who have had like you know who who are, are happily say I've had sex with thousands of women. Not one of those thousands of women has come back and said, Oh, he raped me or he, he, he touched me the wrong way. You're not seeing those things because there's a difference between the kind of guy that a woman wants that attention from and the kind of guy that she doesn't want. And I think that when nine times out of 10, when you look at the me too, uh, allegations, it's usually women who say, Oh, that guy was creepy. He was, yeah, a, he, yeah, yeah. Because, why? Because he's a beta guy who's trying to pass himself off as an alpha and yeah. he thinks he can get away with behaving, uh, as, as if he's Tate, right. As if he's somebody else. And then, but he's not really like that. And there's this incongruency. Well, guess what? Now women have the ability to sort of like mandate that legally, that if you're a beta guy, you shouldn't be trying to pretend that you're an alpha guy. And that's why guys like you, guys like me, guys who are in the, particularly in pickup artistry and that kind of stuff, guys who are in, uh, in the game of teaching guys to be better. The reason why women hate that so much is because you're teaching guys to be better, to yeah. actually be that guy, to actually be the guy that maybe he inspires respect and arousal and yeah. attraction. And it might actually be that guy because it removes a degree of control away from them because yeah. they want 100% total control. They want the guy who's the real deal. Well, it's it's one thing to be the guy who's the creepy 80%er guy, and it's another thing to be the 20%er guy who actually gets laid and, ha- and is deserving of respect that women want to get with. But to say... Hey, Mr. Beta guy, who's like, you're part of the 80%. You want to be part of the 20%. I'll teach you how to be part of the 20%. Women hate that because you now you're tricking them. You're, yeah. you're, you're getting past that hypergamous filter by making the, turning those guys into better people. That's why they hate you. That's why they hate, that's why they hate the red pill. Really? 
is yep. because it, it reveals the game. And then it teaches guys, look, here is here's how it's played, and here's what's being done with you. Why don't you become a better person? I'm not tr- I'm not trying to say be disingenuous or trick or fool anybody. Actually, be that person. Here's how you can do that. Oh no, you're going to turn a creep into a guy that I might actually like, right? Yeah. Sorry, but that's you know now we it's again it's not going to be guys like me that do this. It's going to be women. It's going to be women's actions that wake up guys more than you or me or anybody else. So anyways, this has been great, man. I got I got to cut it. We're at, at 221 right now. Um, if you guys haven't hit the uh, the subscribe button, please do. Um, uh, Tate, go ahead and give them your uh, it's, CobraTate.com is your thing. Did you want any, any plug you want to give? Is, is yeah, uh, absolutely. So at CobraTate.com, I have a whole bunch of courses. I have the PhD course, which teaches everything I know about women from the ground up. So if you feel like I've taught you something, and I'm sure I have, I have hours of video, uh, important tests, metrics, actionable advice, things you can do right now that are not only going to make your woman listen to you more, but you can test her loyalty to you, how to get more girls, everything from the ground up. That's the PhD course. And also at CobraTape.com, we have the War Room. War Room's my private community. There's 450 men inside. And inside of the War Room, we have different sections. We talk about everything from how to make money online, how to get more girls, everything from the ground up. I'm actually in Los Angeles now at a War Room event. We do five events a year all around the world. So I've got 25 guys have flown into LA. We're in the Beverly Hills. We're in the mansions eating steaks and talking about the exact kind of stuff me and Rollo have been talking about. So if you're interested in either of those things, go to CobraTake.com and you can click on the live chat. There's a live chat agent sitting there. You can ask them questions and they'll talk to you right away. 